another week another talking dirty oh <laughs> we're down bad man the, just life's been bad for us oh <laughs> this week we have for you in the nfl the divisional round recap guys gut wrenching moments the injury updates the headlines and the pro bowl pickums then we take it over to the NBA where we got more information on the trade deadline, all the rumors circulating around the league. And then we take it over to uh, a little bonus point thing with uh, Puck and Dirty talking some NHL in the episode. Oh. <laughs> then we take it over to Pop Culture where we break down James Gunn's DCEU update as well as the new Bad Batch episode. And, of course, your jams of the week. With that, Ryan, let's get into it. Uh yeah, so um we are actually uh responseless this week. What? Yeah, we're uh we got a remote talking talking dirty's boycotting our sponsor for a week. So why? Cause because he was cheering for the Bengals. Oh. It's just one week, just one week. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I yeah. guess that's kinda tough though. Let's go call four one two seven eight four one five seven seven and tell them the Bengals suck. <laughs> <laughs> and and then get a paint job, yeah, if you I guess if you want, but 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 with we're not, not orange or black, to. we're not telling you to call him for that. <laughs> but with that being said, let's get into it. Yeah. All right, and before we get into it, Ryan, how you doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm recovering from surgery. I haven't left the house in a week. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going kind of stir crazy. I'm not gonna lie, I my healing's good. I mean, I'm like moving a lot better, but like, it's, mm-hmm. I just really want to leave the house and I can't. Yeah, it's tough. I can't drive. I'm not cleared to drive until Monday. Do you have Do you have a bell? No, at this yeah. point I was walking up and down. But when if I wanted to, I could. Before I at one point I had to. I was laying down. I was laying up here in my bed, and I needed a water. So I just like literally texted my dad, "Can you give me a water?" And he ran it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's it nice for a day or two, but it hurts so bad. I couldn't. Yeah. Not help. My dad had to come in and help me get out of bed in the morning. Is it the worst kind of pain you've ever had in your life? Um, good question. I probably because it's just like everything you did hurt. It was it's not the most like painful thing in the world, but it it's the most inconvenient pain in the world. Gotcha. Yeah, it's like a bad pain that like you can't. I wasn't. I couldn't bend over to pick something up off the ground. I don't. I got really good with my feet. One point, I I tried to throw something away and I missed. Um, and it's my like basically my whole upper body is like what's sore. So I yeah. my legs like crazy. I literally picked it up with my foot and then raised <laughs> my foot up and put it in the trash. At one point, I went to the bathroom and I had to pee, and the toilet seat was down. Oh, and I couldn't get it up. Like I He's literally damn went in the restroom. So I literally put my hands on the uh on the sink counter and mm-hmm. like donkey kicked my foot up and opened uh, both up the seat that way. Yeah, I'm just envisioning like. If I'm going through that, I just like I'm walking in my room and then I just drop my phone and I'm just like, fuck. 
I dropped my phone and it was <laughs> I had to like flip it onto my other my foot. And then I like kicked it up to myself. <laughs> it like, took like ten tries to get my phone's probably broken now because of it. That'd be horrible. That'd yeah. be horrible. Yeah, it's bad. How are you doing? Um I'm doing better now. So I was uh going up to or down to McMurray PA for a wedding this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I picked up one of my buddies. I was going to pick up my other buddy, and all of a sudden, my just I get a the battery light comes on in my car. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> so I'm going through the Liberty tubes at this point. So I call my brother because he's like the car expert of the family. So and I'm like, how how boned am I? Like, can I get to the wedding or like do I need to like drop everything? Mm-hmm. He's like, you could probably make it. <laughs> the confidence. <laughs> so then it like he was like it's either your alternator or your battery and i was like well one sounds scary the other sounds not as bad so i i ended up so long story short i was able to get to the ceremony itself and then i was able to get to the hotel after the ceremony but then i was like dude i might need towed from this fucking hotel in mcmurray pa that makes fun so too. i get in my car in the morning and i start the car and it starts i'm like all right cool so I start driving to my brother's rental, which is about like 30 minutes away from this. I'm um, from this place. And so all the lights like so that it's raining, too. So, like, I can't use the windshield wipers because that just takes more battery life. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like driving probably illegally. Like, you know, pr- my headlights aren't on. Like my brake lights probably aren't working. And then I was about 10 minutes away. And then like my speedometer and. uh the other one, I don't know what the fuck it's called. Went all the way down to zero. And I'm still driving. Like, it's still, the car's in motion. It's accelerating. But the speedometer says zero. Damn. <laughs> Damn. And I'm just like, I'm fucking ten minutes away. Like, I just got to full send this. Like, <laughs> so I end up making it. And then the car died at that point. But it turned out to be an alternator. My brother was able to put one in about almost 300 bucks later but it's all good now but it was just a fucked weekend that because i just had that in the back of my mind the entire time yeah it's not fun when you're at a wedding and you have to think about dude my car is about to cost thousands of dollars <laughs> or I have to get a new one or something um 300 bucks in the long run is not bad though no it's Drive, not bad. driving that speedometer is scary so my first car i had when i got yeah. my first license maybe when i got my license not my first license mm. i got my license about a week later, my car speedometer stopped working. It's pointing straight down, like not even at zero, just straight down. It went all the way around and it stopped and st- straight down. Yeah. At first two years, me having a license, my car, they could never fix it. For some reason, mechanics could never fix it. So I never had a speedometer. So I was like 17 years old driving without a speedometer on highways <laughs> and stuff. It was, I was so always so scary. I was literally, I never look at my speedometer now because I just keep up with the flow of traffic when I drive. And I'm yeah. Look about how fast I'm going. Yeah, I was fortunate because the route that I took, like, there was nobody on the road. So, yeah. like, and there was no, like, highways or red lights. It was pretty much just stop signs and, like, long, winding roads. So, how'd it worked you, out in the end. How would you manage without a windshield wiper? So, I don't Dude, I was just, like, dead staring, like, look. You know, like, how you can, like, look through shit in a way? Like, yeah, but as all, far as, like, raindrops? That might be blurry. You kind of have to, like teach your brain to just like phase it out and just ignore it i could never do that part speedometer i could do i did it well i used the windshield wiper at first 
But then like after maybe like three goes, it was like really slow going uh, across the windshield. So I was like, I shouldn't use this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like safe. Driving safe is out the window at this moment. Jesus Christ. That's rough. That's real. Yeah, we're, we're down bad. Definitely. Yeah, we're down bad. The boys are down bad these couple of weeks. Yeah. All right. But wait real quick. Heat versus Knicks tonight. Yeah, Heat versus Knicks. One of us is going to be even more down bad. Yeah, true. And Guy versus Ryan in fantasy basketball. Yeah, well, you're going to win that one. But I have 25 bucks on the Heat. So. Okay. 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 So. Uh, all right. Let's get into it. Kicking off with the NFL. The uh, divisional round. What we just witnessed last week, and I don't, I don't know. I feel like they were kind of stinkers, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I especially the first game. The second game wasn't as bad, I thought. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> so with the first game, it was the uh, NFC matchup of the 49ers versus the Eagles. Um, or sorry, this is the conference championships recap. My bad. What you said? Uh, I said divisional. Oh. I so we had the 49ers versus the Eagles, which on paper looked like a good game at the start of it. But then very quickly into the game, Brock Purdy got hurt. He ended up tearing his UCL in his throwing elbow. Um, so he had to sit the rest of the game, which caused, uh, what was it, Josh Johnson? Yeah. Josh Johnson, the four-string quarterback for the 49ers to come in. Kyle Justelnick, or whatever his name is, the fullback, was the emergency quarterback after that. And and uh, what's it called? Um Christian McCaffrey, I think, too, because he mm-hmm. they swapped out his helmet at one point to have the uh, earpiece in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so then eventually, Josh Johnson goes down with the concussion. So they bring Brock Purdy back, I think. Yeah. And they can only do run plays at that point. So as a defense, you're going to figure that out pretty easily. Yeah. So long story short there, the Eagles won 31 to 7. Yeah. So it's it, go on paper going into it, we had the number one defense versus number one offense, the number one mm-hmm. defense in the 49ers, number one offense in the Eagles. And we thought it was going to be a really good game. But the defense on the 49ers got completely exhausted because the offense of the 49ers couldn't do anything. They could yeah. just because Brock Purdy went out, they couldn't do anything. So there's a lot of three and outs, turnovers that left the Eagles basically on their side of the field, just be able mm-hmm. to punch it in. So it turned out so boring. I it, that was that was awful. Yeah, um, like I I hate to like blame injury on these kind of situations, but like if you look at the Eagles' stats that game, Jalen Hurts fifteen of twenty five for one hundred twenty one yards, no touchdowns, no picks. I I know I bet him for one hundred fifty yards. Yeah, and then nobody on their rushing offense had more than fifty yards. Yeah, and nobody receiving had more than forty. Yeah, I mean it was just. <laughs> It's partially also that like they could just kind of relax because they got up so early True. because there's that one turnover that left them on like the 15 yard line or something like that. Mm-hmm. They punched in real quick and then yeah, I mean, they it's could just stay easy. It's, it's a shame. It, it's a shame. It, it that um, game on paper could the I would still think the Eagles could win that game. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's just I I, I we it's as from a standpoint of I'm not a crazy fan for either team. It took away a good game from us, and it's bullshit. It did, yeah. Like, yeah. hey, congratulations, Eagles. You made it to the bowl. Good for you. But fuck. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be happy if I was an Eagles fan, personally. I mean, I'd be happy I was going oh, to the Super Bowl, be. but, like, uh, dude, a no I'd be worried in the back of my head. Like, that didn't look pretty. 
And I know I'd be worried back in my head because we haven't played anyone good all year. Exactly. And so like I'd be that point to get to the Super Bowl against a good team was not pretty for us, like offensively. Yeah, but they also have one leg in Mahomes have to deal with now, so they they honestly might just go the whole season without ever playing like a <laughs> legit team and win. And and if I if I'm a, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm loving that. I really don't care. That's such garbage. God damn. Like they honestly might have a chance to win it all without <laughs> ever playing a real team. Honestly, honestly, the Cowboys are the only real team they ever play, they played all season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and by that, they didn't have their starting quarterback. Like mm-hmm. when they played him, and vice versa. Um, real quick, I have Josh Johnson's all of his teams lined up. Real quick. All right, lay them on me. All right, it's gonna be rapid fire because there's so many teams here. Um, we got the Bucks, the 49ers, the Sacramento Mountain Lions. I'm assuming it's a USFL or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Browns, Bengals, 49ers, Bengals, Jets, Colts, Bills, Ravens, Giants, Texans, Raiders, Redskins, San Diego Fleet, Lions, Wildcats, uh, 49ers, Jets, Ravens, Broncos, 49ers. <laughs> That's crazy. That's like more than a journeyman. <laughs> yeah, and he's been in the league since 2008. That's wild. That's, Jesus. Oh yeah. my God. That, that's wild. I mean, he probably thought he was never going to play. How he was much like, I'm just going to cash a check. How much do you think he's worth? It's got to be league minimum. Let's see. It might not even be a million. Josh, Josh Johnson, celebrity net worth. Oh, net worth? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it says 18 mil. I want to do career earnings. How about that? I'll do that. I just like to see his contract for this 49ers team. Uh, little career earnings, they'll be on the career earnings. So let me pull okay. Um, okay. Right, he's making three hundred and eleven thousand. Yeah, yeah. Um, his most. I thought it'd be is, over five hundred thousand though. His most he ever made was eight hundred and eighty-five thousand. Oh. No, never mind. For the Brown, the, dude, the Browns paid him one point three mil. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And the Bucks hit him one point two. But still. Dude, they love to overpay bad quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh, this one has a by team breakdown. So the okay. Bucks paid him the most, one point three nine. I'm sure the Jets paid him a lot too. Uh the four uh, the forty ers since he's on that team the most, six seasons, he had one point seven mil. Yeah, uh, but Browns that's across three yeah. that one season. The Bengals one point one. Then we got five hundred and twenty five K from the Bills, eighty seven thousand from the Colts. Uh, Millie from the Giants, um, 158 from the Texans, Redskins 150, uh, Ravens two, uh, 238, 417 from the Jets, and uh, 370 from the Broncos. His career owner total is 8.5 mil. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's take it over to the um, AFC Championship game. Uh, the Bengals versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs won 23 to 20. Congratulations to the Chiefs. Hard fought victory. But the refs, man. <laughs> I. I. Okay, so the only one I'm. I'm. I'm thick blaming this on the refs is. I've been anti blaming on the refs this time. Because, yeah. So I, so I, I can. I can see it. The one play I think they got screwed on is the kick return and set up the game-winning drive because there was two blocks in the back that so clearly missed. Mm. And but like all the other calls, like the th- fifth down thing, yeah, 
it apparently they said they were blowing the whistles. They just couldn't hear because the crowd. I yeah, I think you could make it more. And it didn't really affect the game that much. Shaved it off and yeah. like, uh, like and try to stop the play before it happened. Mm-hmm. They didn't really do a good job of that. That's that was the only kind of other sketchy thing. But the hit out of bounds, late hit was absolute one. That was, yeah, yeah, that was warranted. The holding penalty that set, gave him the first down after on the fifth down was absolutely a holding penalty. What about the intentional grounding? I thought that was intentional ground. I said it before they even came up with it. I, I said I said that has to be intentional grounding. There's no one around. Um, that's the definition who I really blame though. And I would have picked the chiefs had I known about this when we were doing the picks that mayor in Cincinnati, that was, I'm very, what Travis Kelsey said after the game was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It it, it, it was like, why did this mayor do this? Like (laughs) you're just going to fire him up. (laughs) Yeah. Bolted board material. So, all right. It's my final statement on these refs. I think that it wasn't the most, the worst refing like ever, but like some people are making it like it's the, like, the Bengals got, uh, then the Chiefs got handed it. I yeah. think if, I don't think they got handed it. I think the refs were bad. I don't think that was the game. Well, yeah. I mean, the worst officiating that I've ever witnessed was the, uh, replacement refs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The fail Mary or whatever yeah. the hell, the inaccurate reception. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think, yeah, nothing will beat that ever. Never, never. Like the the Bengals did not lose because of the refs, in my opinion. But they kind of got the cold shoulder from the refs. They, yeah, I'll admit the refs weren't great. Mm-hmm. I'm not defending mm-hmm. these refs. I just don't think they got the win because of it. Because that, regardless, yeah. that block, that uh, hit out of bounds <laughs> penalty was 100 percent a penalty, and that's the stupidest move ever by uh, whoever his name is, Os- Osua or whatever his name is. Yeah, and I saw that his teammate like blasted him Hill. as soon as they went to the tunnel. Oh, that was Pratt. Yeah, Pratt went off. Yeah, yeah. He off. was like, why are you touching the quarterback? Yeah. yeah then there's the, the D-Lyman Hill. I forget his first name. Uh, mm. He was standing with him when he's talking to reporters. And every time a reporter like asked like a question out of bounds, he just said, all right, don't ask that. <laughs> he was like, playing bodyguard on the Q&A afterwards with the, with yeah. the media. That's a good teammate move. Yeah, I, th- I, I, yeah, I definitely think so. But probably the worst news from this game is uh, – Brittany Mahomes is back. She like did that whole Snapchat with Mahomes' dad and the cigar. And then you just yeah. hear her voice and it's like nails on a fucking chalkboard. It's the worst thing ever. Yeah. But it's better, <laughs> it's better than having the Bengals in another Super Bowl, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. True. But if Burrow's gonna win a Super Bowl. I'd rather it be now than when the Steelers are back. You know what I mean? No. Like, you know he's going to win one in his career. At least one. Maybe. We'll see. Most likely. Dan Marino never did. But Joe Burrow most likely will win a Super Bowl at some point in his career. Cam Newton never did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of quarterbacks that never did. Dude, I saw like a social media thing with Cam Newton. And I saw him like post something about it, and he's still using those fucking windings or whatever in his posts. And I'm like, dude, you got to give it up. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of forgot about that. Like, you're out of the NFL. Like, you can't get away with this shit. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Mark Sanchez uh, never won a Super Bowl. Who? Mark Sanchez. All right. That's it. All right. Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub. Yeah, but like, you're talking like Matt Schaub, Mark Sanchez to Joe Burrow. Like, Phil Rivers. 
The burr. The burr. <laughs> I hate him so much. Yeah. I I'm a hater. I mean, I'll admit it. I'm a hater because he's on my team and he's so good. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else from the conference championships? No, but I forgot to do your trivia questions. Oh. Ooh. So, so while we're in between topics, I'll do them real quick. Okay. There's a lot of uh, they're actually all Steelers related, so that works. Um, does work. Who served as Steelers team president from 1933 to 1974, and chairman from 1933 to 1988? Who's the owner? Uh, Art Rooney. Yeah. This is this is on the one, so this is easy ones. Okay. In 2014, the Steelers broke a 50-year tradition by officially retiring this uniform number by member of a Hall of Fame. Wait, in what year? Uh, 2014, they retired it. We haven't retired a number in 50 years, and we retired this guy's number in 2014. So you just have to think of like who the Steelers have from their number retired. There's not too many. 12. No. 72. No. 58. No. Mean 72, right? No. Fuck. What is He's he, right. 76? Mean Joe. It's mean show, but it's not 76. 78. Not 78. Is this 70? Yeah. 74. No. 73. No. 79. No. 77. No. 71. No. There's one left. You didn't say. I thought I said them all. No, you didn't say 75. 75. Fuck. <laughs> I knew it was Mean Joe. I should, I should have you knew it was Mean Joe. You knew it was in the 70s. Do you proceed to go from 72 to 76 I mean, I don't to 70? The number. Like, come on. I, you kind of should. You knew, you knew everyone else's number. You knew Bradshaw's and Lambert. You said their numbers, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. You said every number in the 70s except for 75. Yeah. Well, because oh. I thought it was the even number. So I was going with the even numbers, and then it wasn't the even numbers, so I started going odd. Uh, my, that hurt. That hurt my uh, <laughs> you, my hernia surgery. You're in pain now from laughing. All right, uh, next one. What longtime Steeler assistant coach is widely considered the uh to be the or uh originator of the zone blitz defensive scheme? Dick LeBeau. Correct. And then lastly, what 1990 Hall of Fame inductee did the Steelers select out of Penn State in the first round of the 1972 draft? Wait, you got to read the first part of that again. Uh, which 1990 Hall of Fame inductee did the Steelers select from Penn State in the first round of the 72 draft? Woodson? No. He is a running back. Make sure oh, Franco. Correct. Okay. I, I I had to check the card just to make sure it didn't say position on it. I'm repeating myself. Gotcha. Yeah, I forgot he went to Penn State. Yeah, it's the worst thing about him. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Dude, he was like a hardcore, uh, uh Joe Pa defender, like a to a weird amount. To a weird. Well, amount. I mean, you know, he's from the culture, so. That's true. That's true. But all right, let's get over into guys' gut wrenching moments from the week. I only had two. First up. Tony Romo almost dropping the N-word on a live broadcast of the playoff game. I did not see this. I watched, see 
I watched the game. I didn't pick up on it, and I did not see it reposted. I was so bad. I, I, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that bad, but like, you think if I search on Twitter, Tony Romo N word? Yeah, I was gonna pull it up. Okay, good. I can't see it. Hold the volume. I can't can't see it with the background, and I can't hear it either. (laughs) Oh wow! You got three. (laughs) He's even started saying the end. Yeah. Oh my. Yes, that was tough. That was tough. Um. The only other one I had, though, did you see Joey Bosa? Are you listening to it? Oh, my God. That's yeah. very close. He said no. He said yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, no. But the second thing I had, the only other one I had for gut-wrenching moments, did you see Joey Bosa's whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> so I I was very annoyed on Twitter looking at all the uh, Philly assholes. Like throwing, I saw one video of people throwing eggs at these 49ers fans like, these people are just here for the game. I don't have to throw eggs at them. Yeah, but yeah. that was funny. That that Philly clip. Yeah, I was Team Eagles on that. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, don't worry, there's a lot of funny clips coming out of the uh, Philly people, but mm-hmm. that one might have been my favorite. It's like, are we Snapchatting your little butt buddies? Yeah, he dropped right? the word butt buddies, and then he pulled the whole "I'm rich, you're broke" like mm-hmm. argument. <laughs> I I didn't see it, but I heard someone talking about them. Uh, there's another clip too with like people sitting in front of like the uh, box he was in, and it was like chirping from there too. Um, uh, did you see in these celebrations? There's a bunch of videos coming out of the celebrations, but did you see the guy with the little dick? No, dude. There's one. So obviously there's people jump, standing up on the bus stops and stuff. There's some dude standing on something, pants his ankles, shirt up like he's peeing in a urinal when he's first grade, and he has the smallest dick ever. And he's just wiggling it around, and everyone's going nuts. I, I gotta find. I'll send you the video. I can't. We can't share it on here, but it, it was just like a you know, very small dick, and he's just wiggling it around in front of a crowd. Everyone's like, "Yeah!" Everyone's like, "Yeah!" <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, this, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's that's comedy. That's comedy. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, but all right, take it over to the injuries of the week of the week, and kind of like some that are going to be prevalent throughout the rest of the. Uh, offseason that you may hear about uh first up Tua, he cleared his concussion protocols and he's expected to be in full swing for the 2023 season imagine having concussion all offseason <laughs> to like otas where he gets hit again yeah <laughs> he's just down and he's down forever and then we already mentioned uh brock purdy's injury um he's going to get surgery but it's going to keep him out six months Ooh. so Putting the numbers together, if he's going to be the starting quarterback of the 49ers, which I kind of feel like he should be, but who knows? Um, he might miss some OTAs and maybe a preseason game, but he'll be back by the start of the season. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. I got that. You see it? The video? Yeah. I'll watch it. I'll watch it when we break or something. No, I want your live reaction. You want to see? All right. Let me see. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> he's like posing. He's like getting his ear. He's like, let me hear you. Let me hear you. <laughs> he's doing the eagle. 
It's so funny. Go birds. Go birds. It's so funny. Oh my god. All right. Then um other injuries I had, Justin Herbert, he undergoes surgery on his left shoulder, so he'll probably be back by the start of the season. Uh, and then Cor- uh, Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray is not expected to be ready for the start of the 2023 season due to his injuries. Um, plus, the Cardinals are in, like, hell right now. So, I don't know what the hell they're going to do. But, yeah. That's all for the injuries. Okay, that'd be a wait. depressing fan base to be of jump, like, be on. Yeah, like, all that promise and then just no delivery. Now, like, like, people thought they were going to win the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Now they have they're locked in the Kyler Murray and everyone wants out. Dude, yeah, Dob wants out. Like no, like JJ walks <laughs> out here retiring. They don't even have a coach. Yeah, they don't even have a coach right now. But all right, taking it over to the headlines for the week. The biggest one: Tom Brady announces retirement for the second time. He said this time it's for good. Do Do you believe him? Yes, and I. Like the way he did it this time, where he literally said, I, I, "I'm not gonna do a big emotional thing because I did it last time. We're not doing that." <laughs> so here's just a video of me talking on the beach. Like so, I like, hey, it's over, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that move and not him not like doing another old big emotional retirement. He's like, "All right, I yeah. did that last time. This is not. I'm not gonna do that again." Did you ever see like the interview with Peyton Manning on Edelman's podcast? No. He was like telling a story how he was like after Brady unretired, he was telling this story how he, you know, heard about the retirement. And so he got Brady's address from him and he sent him this like big heartfelt letter and a bottle of like expensive champagne and, you know, just congratulating him and everything like that. Yeah. And then he heard about the unretirement and he was like, well, I'm not like I kind of want it back now. Like <laughs> he wanted the champagne back. I he was like, him. you better not expect that I'm going to send him another one whenever he does retire again. Like that's yeah, it. I, that that's that's hilarious. I mean, I you, you ha- I would give it back. That would be funny. What if he? What if that was the like announcement that he's on retiring? Is he sends the bottle back to Peyton Manning, and it's something like I'm not fucking going anywhere. I'm not <laughs> fucking leaving. And Peyton Manning's got to like tell the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, guys. So I just got a, a return. Uh, package from Tom Brady oh, right now. Yeah. <clears throat> but it looks like uh, Bobby Kraft is trying to get him to join the Patriots on a one-day contract to retire a Patriot. Yeah. That's Makes sense. That. He probably should. He, if he doesn't, that's... Uh, I, if up. I was a Bucks fan, I'd say do it. Actually, I kind of hope he doesn't because so many Patriots fans would be upset with that. I don't want him to, but he should. He should. He should. <laughs> That'd be so fun if you didn't, though. Yeah. I could just see, like, a bunch of Patriots in me. Like, what the fuck? Like, Dude, well, if you, well, if he, like, signs a one-day contract. After like, all we yeah. went through? Retires as, retires as a Jet. Retires as a Buck or something. Signs with the 49ers one day to retire. <laughs> the Dolphins. Yeah, they, like, cut Jimmy G and they sign Brady on a one-day contract. And Brady gets one more FU over Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Um... But then the other big news from the week, the Denver Broncos traded a 2023 first round pick, which was the 29th overall pick in this year's draft 
and a 2024 second round pick and a future third round pick to the New Orleans Saints for head coach Sean Payton. Uh, how how do they have picks still, the Broncos? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If you give I a think first it's a and pick a that they got in the coach? Bradley Chubb trade. Oh, makes sense, actually. Yeah, yeah I think they flipped that to get Sean Payton. <clears throat> so that now they have no picks in the draft. They have Russell Wilson, who is probably still a decent quarterback, but you bring in Sean Payton with that. What do you think? You think it's a good move? I think so. Um, I think Russ is going to be fine, especially under a good coach like him. Okay. Um, I mean, I was, I was talking about this with my dad, just looking at his numbers between the games Hackett was the coach all season and then the games, like the last two games when he wasn't, like his mm. stats improved insane amount. Yeah. Um, they weren't like, amazing, but they're still pretty good. So I, I think you get a good system in there, a system where he, Russ can like play good in. You'll be fine. And I think like Sean Payton, I feel like a lot of these free agents might want to go play for him, and they might be able to build through that way so they don't necessarily need draft picks. That's true. That's true. And they have a real young, 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 good defense right now already. But do you think Sean Payton is like that worth to go out and get for a first round pick? Um, I, th- I think, yeah, I think so. Um, I think Sean so, Payton's the type of coach that brings a culture with him. That, yeah. So if you're a team without a culture and a bunch of young guys, uh, that's the type of coach that just complete culture shift. I did see something crazy on, uh, I think it was a TikTok or something, but it was, uh, th- there's this coach that has the same winning percentage as him. And it's Mike McCarthy. Oof. <laughs> and it's kind of like, you know, I, Mike I McCarthy is always 100% because I think the stigma is, is that Sean Payton is a good coach and it will recruit other players to come play for him. But I don't know if like aside from that, I don't think there's any other benefit. Mike McCarthy is not a bad regular season coach, though. True, true. True. So be compared to Mike McCarthy for a regular season win percentage. That's not bad. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah. So I, I don't know. Do you think it makes them a playoff team? I do. And not solely just because of Sean Payton, too. The guys he's bringing in as his coordinators that he already had assembled beforehand, people mm-hmm. like Vic Vangio and a defensive coordinator who used to be head coach there in Denver, I think that's also a big plus about adding him. Is like you're going to get all these like good coordinators and skill coaches that it's just going to give a boost to every aspect of your team, not just head coach and culture. Like you're going to get good coordinators, good quarterback coaches, all this stuff. And I I think it could really turn things around. I think they might they might be a playoff team just because we saw that a nine and eight team got in from the AFC this year. True. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I think that you can definitely squeeze in that last line. I don't think they're going to win their division. Or anything. I don't think no, the only the, the only thing part. is it depends on what happens with the Raiders quarterback situation for me. The Ravens or Raiders? The Raiders. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's and gonna the be Ravens hard too, I guess. That division's tough. I mean, that division's yeah. tough. Hey, the Ravens would make sense too, because that division's tough. So if your Broncos are gonna make the playoffs, it's gonna be a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Like if the Raiders go out and get like Aaron Rodgers somehow, like they could they could maybe win the division with that. Yeah, I mean, and, something to get through the Chiefs, but yeah, yeah, but like you know, it's I'd say they're the one and two for the division. 
And then Chargers. Then you're already looking at third in the division. You got to play those two teams twice a year. And then the Chargers, who I'm sure we're going to mention, got a new offense coordinator. And mm-hmm. th- one of the biggest things with the Chargers, they were hurt. And most are, they had a lot of like good players hurt all year. Yeah, we're so. cyclating through that Chargers mentality now. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the offseason. We're so like, yeah, they were hurt, man. They might be good next year, frisky good. <laughs> then next mm-hmm. year we'll be like, man, they should do well. And then, <laughs> then they'll get hurt again. <laughs> I'm going to put a future on the Chargers right now. <clears throat> I wonder what the odds are. I can check. I I, I think they might be up. Yeah, check. probably. All right. Other uh, head coaching moves going around the NFL. The Texans ended up hiring uh, the 49ers defensive coordinator, DeMarco, D'Amico Ryans, as their next head coach. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good hire. Um, you know, like that 49ers defense has been very notarized for the past, like, several years, so... I think that's a good name to bring in to, you know, insinuate like, you know, the times are going to change for the Texans. I mean, the Texans were known for their defense for a while with like J.J. Watt, Brian Cushing and all. And uh, D'Amico Ryan, he played there. He was pretty good. Oh, he did? Yeah, he did. I didn't know that. For like four years, maybe. Yeah. Who's the other one? Mario Williams. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, D'Amico Ryan was almost sued uh the Texans at one point. Really? For their for their turf messing like messing with an injury. Oh damn. Um but turns out he never did. Now he's head coach. <laughs> and it works out. That's why you don't burn bridges. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I'm looking up the odds for next year's Super Bowl, maybe. Yeah. Let's see it. Um we're already, we're already mm-hmm. looking at next year's Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm just curious to see. Yeah. Wait, I looked up. I'm an idiot. I looked up Super Bowl 57 odds. I'm like, it's it, it is Super Bowl 57. I'm about to say Super Bowl 58. <laughs> I'm like looking at this year. I'm like, why is it just showing the Eagles? Whatever. All right, early bird favorites are the Chiefs. Bills are both 550. That makes sense. I wouldn't Chargers bet on the Bills. plus twenty five hundred. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, they're what one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh best odds. That's Steelers are way down at plus six thousand. The only teams that aren't that aren't higher than them is the Cardinals, Texans, Commanders, Seahawks, Bears, Falcons, Colts, Titans, Panthers. That's tough. Damn the Titans. You love the Titans. <laughs> No, I just think it's funny the huge drop off on there. Yeah. Yeah. We have um, the same odds as like the Patriots. Eh, that's that's fair to me. That's fair. I'd yeah, I'd put us higher than Patriots. us. Yeah. The Browns are ahead of us. Uh the Raiders are. They don't even have a quarterback. Well, the Browns are just because they have Deshaun Watson and he'll have like the full off season of practice and you know, maybe it works out. I don't think it'll work out though. The Jets are higher than us. Of course the Jets are higher. The Saints. That that's kind of bullshit. The Saints like two thousand. They're four thousand. But anyways, other head coaching hires. Um, so the Cowboys went out and they fired their offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, and then the Chargers went out and picked him up as their offensive coordinator. So Kellen Moore went from the Cowboys to the Chargers in about like twenty four hours. Yeah. Yep. 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 Then the Dolphins hired ex-Broncos uh, head coach Vic Vangio as their defensive coordinator. 
Who did? Uh, the Dolphins did. Uh, I thought he was going to come with Sean Payton. I didn't I that's what I thought, that. too. But then the Dolphins ended up getting him. So that's, that's, a, that's a big move for the Dolphins. That is, honestly. I mean, that coaching staff's looking good with Mike McDaniel and then Vic Fangio. Yeah, definitely not bad. And then former Raiders interim head coach Rick Pasicchia will have a second interview with the Colts head coaching position. Wow. I, I heard today that the Colts aren't going to make any decisions until after the Super Bowl. That's that's okay. That's fine. I'm I'm yeah. pulling for Basicki though. Yeah, he'd be sweet. He would be cool. He would be cool. Um, that's all I had for the uh, head coaching hires, unless there's any I missed that dropped recently. Um, so the rest of the other headlines: the Titans are apparently going to be switching to a new th- synthetic turf at their Nissan Stadium this season. Some more people rolling with the turf. Then uh, like over that. the Pro Bowl, I like grass better than turf. Yeah, yeah. Then over for the uh, Pro Bowl, for the upcoming Pro Bowl this week, a lot of the starting quarterbacks that were named to the Pro Bowl are now hurt or, you know, just dealing with some surgery issues and things like that. So the new AFC Pro Bowl quarterbacks are going to be Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence, and Tyler Huntley. (laughs) I mean, Trevor Lawrence I'm cool with. But Derek Carr and Tyler Huntley, that's so bad. Yeah. That's so tough, man. That's very bad. Derek Carr, when he's going to be traded from his like his team this offseason. A man Tyler had Huntley, team. who's a backup quarterback. Yeah. Imagine when they give Derek Carr his Pro Bowl stuff and it has like the Raiders logo on it. He's going to be pissed because he already kind of, <laughs> he already kind of said, see ya, the Raiders. They should give him like the NFL logo on his helmet or something. Yeah, like Raw Blow's hat in that one mm-hmm. picture. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um. But, yeah, this is essentially bullshit because, like, throw in Kenny Pickett or something. I don't know. Over Tyler Huntley? There's someone, I heard someone say, throw out another name that's like, wait, they didn't put the nod? Yeah, I wonder who. I'm going to throw the teams right now. Yeah, I'm trying to as well. Mike White? That's what it was. That's the name. That was the name. That's actually it. You're right. Mike White. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, I'd take Mike White over Tyler Huntley. He did so much better as a backup. Yeah, I would, too. I yeah. would, too. You know, that, that, that's a good call. That's a good... Your first guess is exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, I was, like, going through. I was like, who the fuck could you name? I was like... I was going through the AFC South. I don't know why I decided to start the AFC South. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, Mike White would be a solid, like, uh, third-string Pro Bowl quarterback there. Yeah, give it to him. All right. Other news in the uh, NFL world, the new Panthers head coach, Frank Reich, states that he is, quote, striving for quarterback stability for the Panthers. <laughs> so in Philly, he had Wentz and Nick Foles, no fault of his own. Then in Indy, he had Brissett in 2019, Rivers in 2020, Wentz in 2021, and Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger in 2022. Jeez. Absolutely no stability throughout his entire head coaching career. Yeah, no, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, and the Panthers have Sam Darnold right now as their number one. And uh, PJ. And PJ Walker, yeah. Yeah. Which, like, honestly, I don't know who you take in that. Yeah, but look at Frank Reich's quarterbacks again. They're all, like, nerdy white dudes. Yeah, he's going to probably go with Sam Darnold. He's going to go with Sam Darnold. <laughs> he's going to go with the guy who missed a game for kissing a girl in New York City. <laughs> 
hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, not not the guy who had an electric hail mary throw <laughs> in the season and it's been playing the same level. Yeah. Same, he's gonna go with the nerdy white dude. Then uh, I don't know if you've been watching Big Ben's podcast, footballing. I have been, but Did not. Did you know it was the name? That was the name of it. Yeah, I've, I've been listening to it all season, dude. I saw like how it's spelled too, like the with the Pittsburgh East Eight. twist to it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Awesome. Oh, yeah, I was looking into buying a koozie from it, but it's it just took me to like a, I kept hitting links to get taken to other places. Yeah, but he was interviewing uh, Pat Fryermuth, and I think he also had Andrew McCutcheon on there for the panel. And Bob Pompiani. And Bob Pompiani. That's what great. a panel. It's those three. It's Fryermuth, McCutcheon, and Bob Pompiani at his live show in a brewery. <laughs> And then, uh, but Pat Fryermuth stated that the Steelers' offense did not have any hot routes with Kenny Pickett at quarterback in 2022. So some people are slamming him for revealing all of this, but I like it because it lights a fire under Matt Canada's ass to like get some hot routes in the goddamn offense. Yeah, the fact that your tight end just calling out how like your playbook <laughs> sucked essentially all year. You didn't have a basic thing that's in most. Offensive coordinators like portfolio. And I'd say in every other offensive playbook. Every probably every playbook except for ours. Yeah, I don't think there'd be any other team that wouldn't do that. Um, I also saw that that Ben. I read that Ben. Uh, I didn't listen to that podcast that episode or anything yet, but I already got yelled at someone in the crowd during the podcast. Really? That's great. Like, like, cause they're just talking to each other, and it's like, if you want to chat, chat downstairs. You're out of here. <laughs> like, basically, call this. These audience people are like talking to each other during the live show. That's like, we're, we're up we're up here having a conversation. We're <laughs> trying to listen to. Yeah, like, what are you paying a ticket for? Yeah, it's funny. Then the uh, NFL announced that the salary cap in 2023 will be set to 224.8 million per team. So I think it's going up a little bit. If I'm correct. Nice inflation. Mm-hmm. Then uh, in the win on Sunday, Mahomes and Kelsey accounted for their 13th playoff TD score. This puts them second on the all-time list. Trivia, who did they pass and who is tight ahead end? of them? Is it just tight end or is it all receivers? All receiver and quarterback. Receiver slash tight end and quarterback combo. Jay Rice, in the Steve playoffs. Jay Rice, Steve Young? Close. Terry Ice, Montana. Yeah. That's who Dude. they passed, and they had 13. That's pretty good. That's pretty good on me. It's pretty good on me. Or, sorry, they had 12. And then who do they need to surpass? Brady Gronk? Yeah. Dude, I'm too. That's pretty good. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, 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 that's a good trivia, but I'm, I'm going to say I got one and a half out of two there because I messed up the. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I count it for you. All right. Well, I, 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 I didn't want to say good. no because, like, then you wouldn't think it was Jerry Rice, probably. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I was debating between Steve Young and Joe Montana. I'm trying to think who did it more. And I just went Steve Young because I, I don't know why I went Steve Younger for Montana first. But. All, right, but all right. That's all I have for the headlines. So, with that, let's take it over to the Pro Bowl Pickums. <laughs> Pickums. 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 Do, do we even have a spread on the game? Let's look. They probably do. I mean, I don't know because it's flag football now. They they always usually did. But now that it's flag football, they might not even show up on my uh my app here. It, it's not even showing it. I'm looking up the roster right now. 
I'm just curious. I'm Googling a Pro Bowl spread. I doubt they have it, but let's just see. <laughs> oh, dude, the first thing popped off was odds who win the dodgeball. Really? You would do a dodgeball? The so how is the scoring going to go? Is it going to be like AFC, NFC still? Or is it going to be like... Yeah, so the dodgeball teams are now the best odds is the NFC offense. The Dalvin Cook, CeeDee Lamb, Saquon Barkley, George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, and uh, Chris McCaffrey versus the AFC. Uh, George Kittle is going to be a freak at dodgeball, dude. The second best, though, the second best odds is the AFC offense are tied. And that's Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, Josh Jacobs, Mark Andrews, and Dawson Knox. That I take AFC offense there. Dude, I feel like Mark Andrews is a liability. Yeah, the worst odds is NFC defense. <laughs> Mario Davis, Jahir Alexander, Trayvon Diggs, Micah Parsons, Jalen Ramsey, and Tariq Woolen. Okay, okay, okay. Damn. I said all the rest. I'm gonna say NFC defense real quick. Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, Sauce Gardner, Minka Fitzpatrick, Roquan uh, Smith, and Marlon Humphrey. That's not a bad team either. That's not a bad team. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Overall, I'm gonna say NFC wins this in 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 whatever way they do. I don't know what anything's gonna be like. Precision passing on. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is, is the favorite. So I just thought it was funny, though, because you have all these quarterback injuries and Joe Burrow, it just says parentheses, excused absence. Huh. <laughs> he just he called off. <laughs> he called <laughs> off the Pro Bowl. Yeah, so all these events have different odds, so I don't know. Mm. I'll, I'll just go with AFC. What did you go with? NFC. I'll go with AFC. Fuck it. Tyler Huntley, baby. Let's go. I, I just don't trust Tyler Huntley for whatever goes on. For whatever event, I don't trust Tyler Huntley. You going to watch it? Um, It's on what, Saturday or Sunday? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, the NFL's marketing crew for the Pro Bowl has been atrocious because I have no idea what's going on. I just know that it's Eli versus Payton. It's on Sunday. Okay. At I'll, probably, three. I'll probably pop it on. The Pro Bowl games. The Pro Bowl games. That's great. And I wonder what TV, what channel it's on. It's probably on uh, NFL Network. How much do you think it is? How much? To go. Oh, it might be on Amazon, actually. I can see them doing that. Uh, I, how, yeah, I'm looking at Ticketmaster right now. How much is it a Pro Bowl? It probably costs more to get to the Pro Bowl than to be at the Pro Bowl. Probably. Um, 20, 20 bucks. <laughs> the, the, the tickets are $22 a piece. That's, that's, that's a top bowl, but still, 20 bucks. Dude, 100% I'd go to the Pro Bowl. Dude, That'd be it's awesome. Just, it's just you have to go to Vegas, and that's just a lot of money to go to Vegas. Is it always in Vegas now? Probably. Because it used to be in was, Hawaii. Yeah, it was the last two years. Then it went to Orlando, went to Disney World, like the the different Disney World. I think this it's just been in the last two years. So I'm assuming it's always going to be in Vegas. 
I mean, next year the Super Bowl's in Vegas, though, so maybe not. Maybe we'll move it for the because Super Bowl's there. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, my my buddies uh, went to the NHL All Star Game, I think last year in Vegas too. I'd go to that too. It's just like they just they just wanted to go to Vegas, and it just so happened to be the same weekend as the All Star Game, so they just went to the All Star Game. I would do the NBA All Star Game before I do the, the NHL. dunk contest. Imagine yeah. the dunk contest. It'd be, That'd sick. be sick. Like I go. We that should night. we should if the Super Bowl is going to be in Vegas, and they don't have the Pro Bowl in Vegas, we should look at where it's going to be and maybe think about doing that. That'd be awesome. Dude, what if it randomly was like in Cleveland? <laughs> just drive two hours to Cleveland. That'd be sick. That'd be so sick. It would never worth be it. Imagine like making the Pro Bowl and like, all right, you get to go to the vacation of sunny Cleveland in early February. Early February, sunny Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, I know the I know in the past it's been like Orlando and Hawaii and Vegas. No, but we're, we're gonna, gonna do Buffalo, New York in February. <laughs> yeah, it's, imagine like you're a veteran guy. That's the first year you make the Pro Bowl ever, and you're so <laughs> excited about it. Yeah. I can't wait to go to Vegas. Like you're one year left for retiring. So like this is it. <laughs> you can't you can't opt out. You have to go to Yeah, Cleveland. yeah. You have to go to Buffalo, New York in February. God. That'd be terrible. That'd be awful. But all right. Well, with that then, let's get into uh the NHL with some puck and dirty. Actually, let's go to NBA. Oh yeah, first. NBA. That's right. We did change let's the order. NBA up. first. That's right. Good call. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. All right, NBA this week. Uh, I mentioned on top of the pod the Heat Knicks are playing tonight. Let's check in and see if there's any score yet. It is zero to zero. It is zero to zero right now. How long into it is it? Five seconds. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Imagine it's in five minutes. <laughs> That'd be bad. It's the fourth um, quarter. <laughs> yeah. Guy, if do you want to make a little wager on this bet on this game? I don't. I don't know, dude. I have a good idea for it though. What? What's your idea? Whoever wins gets a uh, trump card for when we do top fives. So if you really want to go pick first on a topic and you lose the coin flip. You get to pull off the trump card. All right. That's fine and, by me. And, and like negate the coin flip. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm I cool kind of want to do, I want kind of want to start sprinkling those in a little, bets in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Cause like that, you know, that's whatever. Yeah. I like, like, it, it's whatever, you know. But, but, but the stipulation on the trump card is you can't say you're using it until we start recording too. Ooh. So say, say if, like uh, if, hidden immunity or whatever. Yeah. If you survivor, want to yeah. I don't now. Now's the time to do so. That's it's rad. like, like we'll flip it and say you say you uh, lose. Yeah. And I take the first pick for a good topic you want to do. As soon as I'm about to start, you say, hold on. And you pull up the Trump we're up on top five season. So that's what I mean. That's why I thought of it. Because it's going to yeah, come around. That's a, that's a good idea. I like that. I'll actually, I'll actually design and make a Trump card with like Donald Trump's face on it. And I'll give it to we just keep it at, in the studio for whenever we want to use it. All right, tangent. But the Knicks Knicks Heat coming down. The winner gets a trump card. And right now, with a minute in, it's Knicks five Heat two. Oh no. All right. Um, power rankings. Let's start with power rankings. Um, All right. Number one, the Celtics. They have Makes the best sense. record in the league, so they're still going to be number one whenever I do it. So Celtics. 
Um, number two, the Nuggets. I don't see a world where the Nuggets aren't the number one seed in the West by the end of the season. They have been for a couple weeks now. Um, Joker is still currently the favorite for MVP yet again. Uh, so this year, and this year, they're he's actually going to have a team around him. So I think they're going to go deep in the playoffs as well. So number two, Nuggets thoughts. Um, I like it a lot, but Aaron Gordon's out, right? Um, game time decision. So uh, like, he is okay. Day to day. All right. All right. I, also I picked up, up another nugget in fantasy basketball. Who? Cadavius Caldwell Pope. Oh, uh, they're gonna say Bones Highland. So I was. <laughs> so if it works out well, I might just get like all of the nuggets on my team. I might try to formulate that. You gotta get Nuggets jersey if you win. <laughs> um. Oh, I. By the way, I did look up. I tried to look up a stat to see what the Nuggets record is without the Joker playing. Mm. Um, and so far this season, he's only missed five games. So they're only two and three. So it wasn't that impressive. He's pretty reliable. It's it'd be a tough stat to find. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I found all the every season how many games he missed and what the team's record was when he was missed. Yeah. Um, and this year he only won five. Um, number three could be number four. The the three and four are kind of interchangeable for me. Um, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks have not lost since adding Middleton back into the lineup. They're currently on a five-game win streak, and that is their second-best win streak since starting the season 9-0. and It's massive. Yeah. Well, the second-biggest win streak this year, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Middleton, healthy, Bucks win. Yeah, but it's nice to pump up the offense for them, too, because they've been such defensive juggernauts that, you know, they need that on the other side of the ball. Yeah, like they yeah they've been able to stop teams, but they haven't been able to when they stop them turning into points. Um, now with with when Drew Holiday's healthy, Giannis is healthy, Middleton's healthy, it's all good. Um, all right, number four, I'm gonna go to the Sixers. Uh, the Sixers had a seven game win streak uh, come to an end on Monday versus the Magic. They are still eight and two in the last ten, which includes a huge win for Joel Embiid against Joker in the Nuggets. Embiid dropped 47 points, 18 boards, and five assists. <laughs> Face, while facing off against uh, Joker, Joker was is still the odds-on favorite for MVP right now, but Embiid like started narrowing the gap heavy. He like his odds jumped way up after completely owning Joker in that game. Damn. So right now I think it's uh. Joel's you have money plus- on Embiid, don't you? I have Joel at. Oh, let me pull up that what I have him at right now. He's plus two hundred. Okay. And I got him at I think plus eight hundred. There you go. Or plus 700, maybe. Um, so it's good for you. Let me see, pulling it up. Uh, I'm, there's no cash out option. I'm not going to cash out, but. No, nah, I wouldn't cash out. Yeah, plus 600, but still. You got you got to ride or die on that. That's 20 bucks, win 140. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah, that's a deal. Yeah, this could be the year. I'll be pumped. It's a nice bar trip. No, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, number five, the Grizzlies. They're coming off of a rough road trip uh, where they went 0-5. Oof. Yeah, they need to learn how to win on the road if they want to go and run the playoffs. A positive for the Grizzlies, though, is how good their defense has been with Triple J. Um, they have the best defense, uh, rating, the best defensive rating in the West and is only .1 point behind the Cavs for best in the league. So basically the best defensive rating in the league. Yeah, uh, when, with with Triple J. So um, right now, Triple J is the odds-on favorite for a defensive player of the year too. Which Bam? You didn't take that. Third best. 
No, you have Bam. That's right. I have Bam, but Bam's third best, and he was way up there. He's climbing the ladder, too. I kind of want to run the tape back, but I think we did say, what if you just threw, like, five bucks on JJJ? I don't know, because I think why I didn't pick him, and then I picked Bam instead, and it's because he didn't play the first, like, month or two. And so I was like, maybe he wasn't going to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I maybe we did. You, you should go. Look. I I can take. I can give you the episode if you go back and listen. I would. Yeah. For sure. I have. I definitely have it marked. Me talking about that. So wait, I got mm-hmm. Bam at plus seven hundred, and uh, I think he's currently less than that. I think he's like plus like five hundred. Okay. Um. I know he's still plus six hundred. <laughs> but yeah, dude. If I get Bam and Joel, that'd be, yeah, that'd be a steal. Because Joel's, yeah, 140, 21, 140. Bam's 10 to 180. So it's not bad. Quick $200 payday. Um, all right. Number six, speaking of the Cavs, is the Cavs. Uh, they have the best defensive rating in the league. I just said that. Uh, but for the Grizzlies. Um, they've been going through a rough patch right now, four and six in the last 10. Uh, but they still are in a good position in the East. Cavs are good. Uh, number Spider's seven, doing good. What? Spider's doing good. Yeah, he's he's killing it. Yeah, he's killing it. Um, number seven, the Nets. They are starting to get into a rhythm, rhythm without KD. Uh, Kyrie's been averaging 29 points in the month of January. And Nick Claxton, believe it or not, went three games, uh, went on a three-game stretch where he kept getting his career high. So the first game in this three-game stretch was against the Warriors, and he dropped 24. Mm. Next game, it was against the Sixers, and he dropped 25. So Chris Kreher was 24, then he went up to buy 25. Then uh, the game after that, the third game in a row, was against the Pistons, and he dropped 27. So he just kept getting his career high, like, each night. Yeah, I think he kind of did numbers like these whenever, uh, what was it? Whenever KD had, like, that long injury when he first came to the Nets that he had from the Warriors finals. He missed all season. Yeah, yeah. I think Claxton, like, he wasn't doing this stuff, but, like, he was doing, like, pretty well. That's when he kind of... um got his name out there mm-hmm. and he was like yeah. oh this guy's not that bad off the bench so as yeah. i see the the development over the years yeah he's definitely playing really good this year he's number two in the defensive player of the year rating right now too like he's definitely solid um yeah. and he cut his hair which i think he looks i like him a lot more now that without his stupid blonde braids whatever it was <laughs> um also update on kd he's starting to run in practice this week so his return can be right around the corner if I had guessed, it's probably going to be around the All-Star break. It's probably going to be after. If I if, if I was him, I'd wait till after as well. Mm, yeah, if it just I, makes more all, sense. If I'm any of these guys and I am injured multiple weeks and I get cleared around the All-Star break, I'm just seeing it out. The All-Star game is on the 19th. So all you have to do, all you have to wait is like another two weeks. The week after mm-hmm. the Super Bowl is going to be the All-Star break. Yeah, yeah. So why would you not wait until like after that? Like come back the last week of February, mm. get in rhythm then, and then come March it's crunch time. I'm with you. Um, I'm with you. Number eight, the Heat. The Heat really turned things around uh, since getting healthy. They're seven and three in the last ten, uh, four and one in the last five. Um, in this the last four games, Bam has been playing extra well, uh, averaging 21 points and nine boards. All right, your boys are back. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Do you think they have a shot to get to like a uh, top seed in the East? Um, I think we discussed this last week a little bit. I think right right now we're sitting at the. Oh, yeah, we seed. did. I could see us getting to the maybe the fourth. 
Yeah. Um, I think the top three teams right now are kind of solidified out with the uh, Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers. Mm. We'd have to jump the Cavs and uh, the Nets, which we're only th- uh, two and a half games back from the Nets. So yeah, gotcha. I think I think we could get up to the four spot. <clears throat> I think it's be tough with the Cavs and the Nets down the stretch. Yeah. But now's the time where we have to start before KD comes back. We have to keep winning these games. Like we have to handle business tonight against you guys. Mm. And you guys are seven. You're right behind us. Exactly. Uh, with seven minutes left in the first, sixteen eight Knicks. You know, we're a hot starter this season. You know, a couple seasons ago, we were like the uh, the turtle that wins the race at the end. Now we're like down to the rabbit. You know, we start out hot, and then I'm worried in like the fourth quarter. Yeah. You're such a rabbit. I The other night against, against the Nets, I was watching the Nets won. I put money on your Knicks, and they kept – they were losing by a lot, and then they narrowed it down to make a four-point game maybe even a three-point game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then the Nets pulled away. Then the Knicks came back. It literally happened. The whole second uh, half was an accordion. And I think the Nets ended up winning double digits. Gotcha. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, number nine, the Kings. The Kings continue to perform well offensively, but still need work on their defense, which is uh, – and this is a weird stat. They're ranked 28th uh, defensive rating at home and 10 on the road. So they're better defense on the road than they are at home. Huh. There's only five other teams in the league that have that, like, have their uh, road defense better than their home defense. Yeah. And the other ones are, like, way closer than 28th and oh, 10. <laughs> huh. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, and then number 10, I got the Clippers. Uh, they're they're back. The Clippers are back. I, I will now say the uh, start of the season for Clippers started, like, uh, a couple weeks ago. Is it because of John Wall? No. <laughs> they won six out of the last seven, which is and the only game they lost was a uh, in that seven game stretch was a back to back when they rested everybody. But okay. it's not because John Wall; it's because Kawhi. Kawhi um, came off back to back games where he had thirty uh, plus points in each both games, and he had thirty nine minutes in the one game and forty minutes in the other. All right, all right. So newsflash: when Kawhi plays, he's good. It's pretty shocking, I know. Um, all right, take it over to players of the week from the can you guess them? Um <clears throat> honestly. Did you play any of them? I don't know if I did last week or not. So from the east we got Giannis. Actually. <laughs> really? I'll I'll check. Go ahead, continue. Uh 38.3 points, two, 12.8 rebounds, 4.5 assists. And the Bucks went four and I did play against Giannis. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> and then from the West, we have Damian Lillard. No, Dame? I did not play against Dame. I was really hoping, dude. I think he, <laughs> he averaged 42.3 points, 7.7 assists, and uh, shot 63% from the field. The Blazers went 2-1. and one. I did play the guy that got most points last week, though. So, <laughs> just Giannis. add to my points against. Giannis had four games last week, and he averaged... Almost 40 points. Yeah. He had like 153 points between all of his whole week. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. That's that's bad. You're getting you're getting an easy week this week, so hopefully. Yeah. Easy win by you. Uh injuries. Devin Booker is set to return uh February seventh versus the Nets. He's been out since Christmas. Let's see where they're at in the standings right now. See how bad the Suns are buried right now. 
They are currently sitting in the eighth spot. So they're not in a bad spot. I mean, there's mm. definitely some teams they could pass above them. Yeah. Um, like the Timberwolves. The Kings might drop off. Um, the Mavericks aren't doing hot right now. So, yeah. They they could definitely come back. Uh, and then Tyrese Halliburton is expected to play tonight versus the Lakers after missing 10 games. That's solid for them. Absolutely. But also, with that being said, about tonight's game against the Lakers, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. LeBron is only 89 points away from passing Kareem. Will he do it tonight? <laughs> it drops 90 <laughs> points. Uh, you know, so That'd he be played, a hell of a way to do it. That'd be insane. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he has uh, the Pacers tonight, the Pelicans Saturday, and then the Thunder on Tuesday. I mean, he's going to do it. I mean, I think he's going to do it on Tuesday. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think he's going to have, I mean, so that's 30 points a game. And that's game. that's scoring, right? That's the scoring title? The scoring title, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's averaging 30 points a game pretty much right now, and mm. it's 90 points away, three games. You'd imagine he gets to it. I can see him going hard tonight, maybe maybe Saturday, and then only having to get like 20 points on mm. or something like that, you know? For sure. Um. All right, what's my next thing here? All right, uh, over to headlines. That was a headline. I skipped ahead for it. But since we're talking about LeBron, still might as well talk about Saturday night. Um, the Lakers Celtics went to overtime after a ridiculous no call. The following morning, the Referee Association released a statement. Quote, like everybody, like everyone else, referees make mistakes. We made one at the end of the last night's game, and that was gut-wrenching for us. This play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights as we strive to be the best referees we can be. Oh, bullshit. What a load of hooey. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I love the L2M reports the next morning after a bad call. Mm-hmm. This was like the L2M report on steroids. Like they stripped. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, dude, relax. We made mistakes. We're losing sleep over this. Um, but I'm our, fine. Our we- wives left us. <laughs> we lost custody. <laughs> My kids won't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm I'm fine with this no call though. I mean, obviously it was it was the mo- most egregious, egregious. Call ever. But I'm fine with it for two reasons. One, it gave us two great memes. One. First, you have LeBron. As soon as he does no goal, he was freaking out, throwing a temper. He was yeah. on the ground. I think there was tears. I think there was tears involved. Mm-hmm. He was on the ground crying. But the all-time greatest move I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> greatest technical foul ever committed ever, was Pat Beverly went over to a cameraman, asked to borrow his camera, pulled up the picture of LeBron getting fouled, <laughs> went to the head referee, showed him, and then he got keyed up. <laughs> that is so funny. That's so funny. As he's that was elite. Up, he's still pointing at the camera, walking back to the bench. That was elite comedy. That was amazing. Yeah, that was great. I love that. I'm so happy I turned my uh, I, I I turned uh, back the other way on Pat Bev, and I like him now. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad yeah. I did that move because this is hilarious. Yeah, I, I saw that whole altercation, and I was like, this is just this is why I love the NBA. So much drama. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that's hilarious. And like yeah. you know they're right, but oh, nothing's yeah. gonna be done about it. Oh yeah. Being being a fan of uh the NBA is like being a fan of the Real Housewives series. <laughs> like all the different teams are just different mm-hmm. versions. 
yeah, like Real Housewives Hills, of Potomac, then, Real Housewives, yeah, of New Orange York. County or something. Yeah, exactly. That's just like like watching a Lakers game is like watching the Real Housewives of LA. <laughs> um, but the second reason I'm cool with the gun overtime was because I did a bet that was LeBron James and Jason Tatum to combine for 70 plus points, and uh, it's like five bucks on 140. It was like crazy odds. And the only reason we got it is because overtime. It literally came down to Jason Tatum getting fouled with two seconds on the clock and he's shooting two foul shots to get it. Damn. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. LeBron, LeBron had like 40 points, 41 points. Yeah. And Jason Tatum, those two foul shots put him to 30. So I got the 71. Gotcha. So it's nice. Um. All right. Next, Damian Lillard, player of the week last week, joined an elite club Thursday versus the Jazz after he dropped 60 points. This is his fourth time. And only five all-time have had four more games with 60 points. Trivia. All right, trivia. Um, so I'm sure repeat that stat real quick. Okay. This is his fourth time dropping 60 points in a game. Only five all-time have ever had four or more games with 60-plus points. And he's one of the five. So there's four other people. <laughs> one active, three non-active, three retired. He named. Okay. Multiple sixty-point games. One active, one three not. I'm gonna say LeBron. No. Damn it. Kobe. Yes, he's the one of the retired guys who has it. It's got to be like newer, right? Like. No, no. Okay, Jordan. Yeah. Okay. So there's two more, one active? One active, one non-active. The one non-active should be very obvious. That's the one I thought you would have got first. He's known for scoring. Oh. Well. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, that's the one I thought An you got. Active player. This was, how, this many, how many 60-point games? Four or more. So this is the one I thought you might struggle with the most, but you you won't be surprised if you don't get it and I tell you what it is. It makes sense, but I just don't think you're thinking of them. Can I ask one question? Yeah. Is he younger? You know, he's not okay. retiring age. He's okay. prime. He's like in the 30s or early 30s in his prime. He's been around. been on other teams yeah um fuck he's on his like, fourth team right now huh he's on his fourth team right now russ close damn close close as russ not close as in same team same team currently but he was on the same team with them before Oh, Harden. Harden, yeah. Okay. Yeah, James James Harden, that same stretch where a couple weeks ago I asked you a trivia question. Yeah, that makes doubles. sense. You're right. Remember, he was in triple doubles with like 50-plus points. Mm-hmm. Around yeah. that same year in the Rockets, like when he went off all those triple doubles, he also had multiple 60-point games. Gotcha. Okay. So, so that's kind of like this, the couple, those couples, that couple stretch seasons in Houston really got him in the record books. Um. All right, next, the uh, coaches on the All-Star game have been named. Uh, 
Nuggets head coach Mike Malone will be coaching Team LeBron, and Celtics head coach Joe Mazzulla is going to be Team uh, Giannis. It's just the two best records right now, East and West. Harry yeah, it makes sense. Um, next, after uh, telling the Lakers to come get him multiple times and requesting trades, Miles Turner signed a two-year extension with the Pacers <laughs> for $60 million. Dude, he's like that. He's like your guy friend that keeps going back to his toxic ex. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, I swear I'm done with her. No, I'm done Six, with her, man. It's over. Like I'm, I'm going to go late. out. We're going to hit the bar. I'm gonna Seven get a beers, new girl. four shots. <laughs> hey, baby, I miss you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we doing tonight. Can I come over? Ooh, breaking news. Do your deal? Okay. <laughs> it's 60 million, sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Breaking news. I'm from the far football world right now. I just got the notification. There's a rest warrant out for uh, Joe Mixon right now. Really? He pointed a gun at a woman's face and said, you should be popped in the face. The police can't get me. <laughs> Fast forward to today. They got him. <laughs> or, or it's an arrest warrant. Okay. Yeah, this this happened January 21st, right before the Bills game. Damn. Oh, wow. Oh, he's done. He's done, Ski. I mean, probably not. Probably not, but, but still, he's done for at least six games. Ooh, that's bad. Six games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, probably. I'd say six. Point a gun in the in six a games, thing? and he appeals it to four. Point a gun in a woman's face and say, "You should be popped right now." The police can't get me. That's where it that's where it kills him. Where he's like, "The police can't get me." The police can't get me. That's where it's going to be like, that's bad. You can't do that. That's wild. That's crazy. Right. That is. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry for the tangent about NFL. I just, that just popped up on my notifications as I was like reading my notes. Um, next, we got a pair of 25K fines. First is Curry. We talked about a little bit. I think you brought it up how Curry threw his mouth guard. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Uh, we got, yeah. he, he got fined 25K for that. That's eh, soft. Yeah, I think it's just like one of those automatic finds if you like use throw something into the crowd or use equipment throw in the crowd or something like that. Um, and then a hilarious one is Joel Embiid got 25k for doing the crotch chop celebration. Did you see that? No, I, I forget what team it was against. It might have been the Nuggets, might have been like the Celtics, but he after like nailing a shot or an and one, he turned to the crowd and did the suck it, like the uh, yeah suck it, and the crowd loved it. Everyone loved it. But, but the, was, the NBA did not like it. They did not love it. They gave him 25K <laughs> fine. It was very funny. Adam Silver, like, clicked off his TV. He was like, this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> that, stuff like this is the reason I like Joel Embiid. I hate the Sixers, but I love mm. Joel Embiid because he does crotch chops to the fucking crowd. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. so funny. Um, next, uh, MJ continues his pettiness uh, even into ownership. Apparently, Jason Tatum said recently... That anytime he has a big game, like a big scoring game, big it's a really good game, he gets mm-hmm. a te- text from MJ just saying, "Hey, good job," or "Hey, good game tonight." And on in uh, January, like mid January, a couple weeks ago, um, he dropped fifty one against the Hornets. He said MJ never texted him after that game. <laughs> anytime he dropped fifty in the past, MJ would text him like, "Do great game, you're killing it." La la la. He did it against his, uh, the MJ's Hornets, and MJ was just radio silence, nothing. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Say, hey, hey, slow down, kid. 
calm down, calm down, calm down. <laughs> that's very funny. Um, and then, all right, that's all my headlines. Instead of doing the uh, deep three headlines or whatever I call them now, full court press, I'm just really, I'm just saving the last section for the trade deadline rumors, the rumor mill, rather called the rumor mill. Okay. okay. Um, first, the Warriors could be interested in Sixers guard Matisse Thibel. Uh, Thibel is a very defensive oriented guard, which the Warriors think they could really use, especially because they have scoring guards already. Yeah. What team does he play for? Uh, the Sixers. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if the Sixers will part with them, but maybe they will. I don't know. Yeah. Um, next, the Raptors are listening to offers for OG Anobi and Anobi. Uh, sources say the Suns are interested as well as the Knicks. Let's get him in New York. What are the yeah. Suns doing? Are they even back now? Are they're, they still falling off a cliff? Well, so I, I, I said that. I read off there's, uh, where they were whenever I said Devin Booker. Devin Booker's back, coming back next week, and okay. they're certainly. Currently sitting in the eight spot. All right. So they could right. they could make her on. They, um, they, if they get him, it could be a huge help to get them to a mid round seed. Yeah. I also think I read OG might be in, uh, the Warriors might be interested in him, where they might do a Wiseman for him trade. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, next, the Nuggets are listening to offers for Bones Highland. For those who don't know Bones Highland, he's a twenty twenty he's a twenty two year old two-way contract guard for the Nuggets who averages 12.3 points, three assists, and 2.1 boards. In sick name, Bones Highland. That is a good name. Uh, and the last one is the Bucks are meeting with Jay Crowder about a possible trade. Kind of see if he how he'll fit into the whole scheme. Yeah, because isn't he not playing for the Suns or something like that? Yeah, he's not, he hasn't played this year. Yeah, so he, yeah they're just kind of like holding him over until he leaves. Yeah, and the Suns are letting him talk to other teams and stuff too. So like, he's just squatting. He is just squatting. He's just collecting. <laughs> I think. Do you think he's collecting a paycheck? Probably. He has to be, right? I would think. Well, so. probably. I don't know. Maybe they cut a deal like he doesn't have to show up for like practices or shit. Mm-hmm. And they pay him less or something. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Because like, if they're not gonna play him anyways, what's the point of practicing and all that jazz? And you also don't want to like him to know the schemes if he's going to another team. Yeah, did did I forget what happened? This you might remember with the whole Ben Simmons thing. Remember he like tried to sue the Sixers. Didn't he get his money eventually? Ben Simmons? Yeah, when he was holding out, the Sixers weren't paying him. I don't know. I don't think I we think ever got a closer sued, to that I think story. He sued the Sixers for it to get his money back. I don't know if we got a closer to that story or not. I think he got money. I think he got some money. All right. All right. Well, that's all I got for NBA. You want anything you want to add? Um, score check. What do we got? Uh, I just got end of the first quarter a couple minutes ago, 28 to 22 Knicks. All right. All right. So it's a six point game right now. Go for the Trump card. Yeah, I'll, I'll design a Trump card later <laughs> and, I, and I'll print them out and I'll bring it. All right, cool. If cool. I ever get the office myself, I'll, I'll laminate them. <laughs> I'll actually get them like, laminated. Dude, that'd be hilarious. Just like pulling that out mid pod. Imagine if a guest on, they have no idea what's going on. We just pull out a trump card. What does this mean? Imagine taking it. Imagine taking away a number one pick from a guest. Oh, that'd be evil. They won't know what's going on. They they won't know what's going on. They even know that's on the table. All right. All right. Well, let's take it over to uh, the talking, the pucking dirty boys, the NHL. Yeah. With uh, Florida Dave and Himalayan Stultz. Puck. Yeah. Great moments. 
are born from great opportunity. All right. And uh, real quick, let's welcome back on our two friends, uh, our two hockey friends here, Florida Dave, uh, David Joya, <laughs> and is it Himalayan Stoltz? Himalayan Stoltz. Himalayan Stoltz, uh, Matt Stoltz. Here. <laughs> there uh, you go. Yeah. This is the pucking dirty version of talking dirty today. Uh, we're going to kind of just check in on, uh, they were on for those who don't remember in October to do the preseason predictions and everything. Oh, like they that. remember. Uh, they, they definitely remember. remember. Yeah. How could yeah, they forget? Definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're back. They're kind of checking in. They're going to do a nice little, uh, pre, uh, mid season, uh, check in. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see where everyone's at. But first, how are you guys doing? Everyone good? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, Worked long good. today, so I'm glad to just blast some steam talking to the fellas here. I feel yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good day. Yeah, yeah, good day. Good day for sure. Nice, nice, nice. Well, uh, all right. Dave, yeah, we'll keep, Matt, we'll you guys have the, some of your stuff? Yeah, right we'll now? keep it to the hockey talk for sure. Um, but, I mean, I haven't done pucking dirty in, like, two weeks here, so I feel like you, this is kind of a good, like, little segment back into it. Um, first off, I mean, some of these, uh, some of these teams, at least I predicted in the preseason, uh, not doing as well as I thought. Um, I'm just going to stick to the pens here real quick. Um, <clears throat> the pens preseason odds, uh, just to like bet Vegas odds for betting, whatever, uh, for the Stanley cup, they're plus 1800 and their points was, uh, 101.5. And, like, honestly, with how inconsistent the Pens have been, um, I'm not sure if they're even going to hit 100 points this season. So, I thought, uh, you know, that's kind of funny, kind of interesting there. Um, yeah, I mean, we have been really, like, streaky, I would say. And, like, we'll, and, we'll go on yeah. we'll runs where we'll win like, a solid amount of games in a row. Then we'll also go to games where we just blow leads and everything like that. I honestly blame uh the smith i feel like the smith's yeah. off work. to rely on him and jari can't stay healthy for like a, the long run so we're yeah, kind of yeah. hell right now yeah the pens were one of my like preseason predictions for sure for playoffs and i <clears throat> i'm shocked that they're not doing as well as i thought i mean yeah you'd be crazy uh, I mean, to think they'd be doing this bad honestly yeah i think the injury bug has plagued them with for jari sure. being hurt like ryan said and I mean, the Petrie's been hurt. Latang's been out. Latang's like dad died. He had a stroke. Like there's some fucked up shit with the pens that you know mm-hmm. made them this way. Um, so like honestly, with where 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 they're at now, they have three games in hand. They're not like out of the playoffs, but they're one of the teams I'm actually more shocked on that doesn't have a better grasp on playoffs. Like I think I was at Matt's house like a week ago, and I said, dude, I don't even know if the pens are gonna make playoffs this year like we're, we're missing so many guys and playing super bad when we even have everybody mm-hmm. that brings me to like the metro like down the stretch uh the devils the rangers islanders penguins and capitals are all vying for like three playoff spots basically four playoff spots and i don't think the atlantic could hang with any of those teams in the standings unless it's the Buffalo Sabres. But uh, Carolina, I think, is a lock for the Metropolitan Division. <clears throat> and other than that, I think it's wide open, and the Penguins need, like, 
to make a trade or something, get their yeah. bolster their roster a little bit. Yeah, that's something I was gonna save for the end, near the end more. But uh, since we're talking about pens, might as well talk about yeah. the trade deadline approaching. Is, do you, is there any moves that you guys see that uh, the pens, or at least like what position we you think the pens need to trade for, or what names could be out there for the pens? Um, yes, so we we could just in the league overall, but. We don't really have to. We can just kind of focus on the pens with the trade deadline stuff. Yeah. That, most of the listeners are pens fans, so we don't really need yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Playing to our audience, right? Yeah, exactly. And like, that's why I want to start with the pens here. Just get them out of the way, you know, then we can talk shop around the league. But mm-hmm. like everyone else in the league, the pens are, you know, strapped for money. It's going to be hard as fuck to make a deal. I mean, we don't even really have, like, cap space. Um, I can see the pens targeting someone, though, forward, bottom six forward. Like, we really need forward depth, uh, bottom six scoring. Like, Carter sucks, let's be real. Uh, yeah. Dumo sucks. I mean, Teddy doesn't really score. And, like, Archibald, who I actually like this year, he is, like, on the IR, so who knows how long he'll be out. Uh, but they just need scoring. And one of the one of the teams I think is going to sell is Chicago, and they have a, a player, Max Domi. Yeah. I know Jake Ventori's mentioned him for sure. Uh, on fucking dirty, but Anthony Sayu as well. They're just guys in their last year of their contract, and let's be real, you know, Chicago sucks. They're one of the worst teams in the league. They're trying yeah. to get Connor Bedard, even though Bettman says the they don't tank. They're they're a shit team. Um, yeah, and I, bad, bad. And if, yeah, like I expect them to move someone there. Uh, Pens could definitely pick up a bottom six forward. Uh, but the issue is what's going back, you know, and Penn's I fans think... always are all like, oh, let's trade our bad players for other teams. Good players. It's like, <laughs> it's not, not really how Yeah, it doesn't work that way. We're going to have to give up our, our future as a draft pick or like I would say Brian Rust or Gensel, like Zucker, maybe one of those guys. Like if you're going to actually make a move to like try to win a cup this year, at least. Yeah, no, definitely. I, uh, I, I've for a long time at the deadline been hoping the Pens would go for like a veteran backup goalie because I honestly think for a long cup run that's really all we really need because that's something we've not had in a while. And look at last year we had that. What's that dude? The pork. Uh, oh yeah, the, uh, Louis Domingue. Yeah, like <laughs> we we rely on him because we still have no like goalie depth because Smith's awful and he's always hurt and he Jari's hurt, always yeah. hurt. And it's like we we get screwed on like the depth of goalie, and I feel like uh, a lot of our I mean the last two cup runs we had we had Murray and Flurry good goalies yeah and like Murray did most of the starts Flurry didn't really get much playing time but we also knew in the back of the head if we did lose Murray we had Flurry right there um, exactly, that's something yeah. I just, we haven't had the last few years which definitely I think should be one of the higher priorities on the Pens list personally one goalie on the market like could be Jonas Corposalo from the Jackets. He could, like, get you, like, 40-plus saves on a good night. And <clears throat> there were, like, 16 NHL scouts at the Jackets game the other night, and the Pens were – they sent a scout. So oh, wow. Maybe huh. maybe he's a guy they're trying to eye up, bolster the goalie good, situation good for 1. cheap. 1.3 1.3 and it expires next year. So a win-now move for sure. Mm-hmm. I think which, you'll get paid more than that. Yeah, which we could. Yeah. We might. We only really need him just 
for someone like that, I'd be cool with like that is a cap. rental. Yeah, I would say for the Pens, a good rental would be a goalie. And and Forget you can Parsky a chance at least. Fuck the Smith. I I'm I'm out on the Smith. At this I've point. been out on the Smith for years. I've tried. I tried to ride the fence, but I'm out on him, dude. He, he can't win games. He loses games, and that, that's yeah. just it. Yeah, the Smith's maybe one of my most hated Penguin right now. He has uh, yeah. for the last few years. I try not to hate the Penguins, but I agree. Well, it's literally it's the same time I'm watching a Pens game. Every time I have time to go sit down and watch, and if he's in goal, I just chalk up his loss. I honestly might start betting anytime I see against him. Hurting. But mm. the thing is, too, is he's a good backup to the point where if you need him for one game, one night, he's fine. But if he if he plays back to back games or like goes on his stretch of games, after that first game, he just doesn't know how to play goalie anymore. So if mm. there's ever a back to back with the Smith starting back to back, I might just start fading it and betting. I mean, depends. worst case, you pay 10 bucks for a Pens win, and I'm okay with, like, that. Like, honestly, I've done it. I've been against the Pens. I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah, I would do that. It's a good day if I – either way, you know, whatever. Uh, Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the Pens definitely need scoring and uh, a goalie, really. I would agree. Defense, I think, I think it's there. I think maybe even trade someone. Pedersen, honestly, I don't know, like. I was saying this when we had Kessel. It was like, trade a guy when he's hot, you know? Uh, obviously not Latang. Can't trade any of the Latang, Crosby, Malkin, but any of those guys. Um, but, yeah, if we want to to branch off here, Matt, or how do you guys want to do this uh, this bet? You want to wait till the end, right? So do you want me to not give you what Matt bet for when we go through these uh, conferences? Guy, it's up to you. You I mean, I'm forgetting about a week anyway, so you might as well tell me now <laughs> so I can get a reaction. I mean, Matt, do you want to do it? Do you want to take the Metro there first? <laughs> do you have what you wrote down? Yeah, sure. Uh, the Metro, uh, the three teams, should I read the teams I had in the preseason? Yeah, yeah, because I had yeah. the exact same three teams. I had Carolina, New York Rangers, and the Penguins. Yes, yeah. And right now, the Hurricanes and the Rangers are in the playoffs guy. Mm-hmm. And that's two out of my X amount of points. Okay. Okay. And the Penguins are not right now. Yeah. They're going to have to pass like the Devils up. And the Devils are doing pretty Actually, hot. The Devils are like, I feel like one of those teams that not a lot of people kind of saw how good they were going to be this year. Previously. Dude, we didn't even talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look back on my notes. We didn't even talk. I was like, how the fuck do we miss that? Yeah, no, it's yeah. There's always that team. A lot of a lot of uh, sleeping yeah. devils so far this year. Not not this year, but preseason it was at least. Yeah. yeah, and Matt, to be fair, you're the Pens are in the wild card spot. They're in the second one. Yeah, but the bet only counts for the top three in the oh, division. Top three. That's it's, tough. It's yeah. twelve teams total, tough. right? It's twelve teams total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, it has to. Be I got two three. out of the three at the midseason point and. The Metro Division. Well, I mean, st- let's stick with the Metro. That's not game, bad, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, they they occupy both wild card spots, so obviously it's a bloodbath there. Sabers, like Matt said, are the only team that really contested. The Islanders, obviously, we got to talk about. They just traded for Bo Horvat. My opinion is Islanders got a good deal. I think they paid way less than they could have. Um, I heard a rumor, I don't, I think it, someone reported, I don't know who, fucking, I don't, I read it, I don't really care who says it, as long as it's a check, right? But, uh, they basically said someone, a team lowballed uh, Vancouver, 
and like I guess with the expectation to haggle for this player, and instead of you know haggling, they just took the the deal from the Islanders, which I thought was like kind of like yeah, like fuck you, like I'll do the same. Sucks. We gotta sell. Like mm-hmm. you know, they if, got a first if, round pick, which is good though. That's good. Yeah, it's kind of a sorry. It's a good move for Bo Horvat and the Islanders for sure, and. He's going to, like, add a bunch of scoring. He has, like, 30 goals on the year. And that'll make it tough for the Pens to stay ahead of the Islanders. Uh, I'm bullish or bearish on this team still. Like, at the beginning of the year, I thought they were going to do better. Even adding Bo Horvat, I'm not sure if they make it. I don't know how much scoring he'll add, is my thought. Is Like, the Islanders really aren't that talented offensively so like who's going to be setting them up like who's he going to set up like the Vancouver Canucks and all their flaws was not scoring they could score and I think you know it's kind of one of those things it's like if you have him for fantasy maybe you try trading him now because like he's probably going to drop off I'd say um but I mean that's that's really the only big trade or big movement here in the division here Metro I had the same three teams here, Matt, for my top three, so we both kind of screwed the pooch there. Yeah. Penguins could still pass the Devils up, though, I think. We'll see. And um, we, let's move on to the Atlantic, Matt. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, who you got? I, I wrote it down. I just want to make sure I'm checking. <clears throat> I have the Maple Leafs as a team that is in right now, and then I had – Two long shots in the Panthers and the Red Wings. <laughs> oh. To be fair, the Panthers, I saw them as the best team in the Atlantic. They just... What happened? What is just From a person who doesn't follow hockey outside the pens, looking at the Panthers, what happened? Because they were like... I was dominant. Them, dude. I thought they, they were, were defensive. I thought they were going to be really good. I thought they were going to be the best in that division. I think they had like a lot of names on paper. And, like, a good paper roster. But, like, it didn't, like, gel right away. And, was like, there a lot of, they're losing some games because of it. Did they, uh... What what moves did they make between last year and this year? Because last year they were pretty good. They traded for um, Matthew Tuchuk. They they traded Mackenzie Weger, who's a really solid defenseman, and Jonathan Huberdeau, who was, like, their top-scoring winger. Uh... For, had a letter on his jersey, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and they tra- Yeah, I think he was an alternate um, for Tuchuk, which was a huge move. And honestly, they kind of a bad move in my opinion for someone who actually likes the Panthers. Um, I think also injuries have derailed them. Like they haven't had Barkoff for every game. Uh, they haven't had Liddell. Their bottom six kind of also is sketchy, kind of like the Pens. Mm-hmm. I think they also have goalie issues as well they have three goalies they kind of run around with um but i think honestly similar team to the pens but the only reason why uh i think the panthers and pens are kind of different is they hit the coaching i think paul maurice is an idiot honestly and i i kind of hate him as a coach uh he basically gave up on winnipeg and then just came to south florida and i liked uh andrew burnett who's the the coach before him and like that, that was when you got like you guys were saying that was like their best season ever under him. They went like like fifty five, fifty six games. I don't even remember. It was a bunch. So 
And now, and then they just come crashing down, and it sucks. It sucks for yeah. sure. It definitely does. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just tough, man. <laughs> Matt, you said the Panthers, Maple Leafs, and Red Wings, right? Yes, correct. It's crazy. We Like, the disrespect on the Lightning, you know, that's... The Lightning, and the I'm pretty Let's... sure if you run the tape back, I mentioned them, and it was a toss-up between them and the Panthers. Run the tape. But the Bruins, I just I missed the Bruins. I mentioned them, and I I mentioned that my eye was on them because of their new coach and getting back a uh, Krejci, and it's a, a contract year for one of their best players, so you know he's gonna try ball out. Yeah. In Posternock, that is. Yeah, so you, so you guys weren't really on the Bruins that heavy. Not now. really. Now now they're on pace to like break like most points in the season. I listed them as yeah. fourth in the division at the time, and I would just switch them with the Panthers at this point, looking back on it. Um, but, uh, say again? Maybe a little bias there with the uh, the Panthers. Oh, 100%. The blinders were on. Yeah. For the Red Wings, I would have left them out and probably included the Lightning if I had to go back on it. But Yeah. Hey, hey, it's a good, good chance. Um, but let's... Let's move on here to the uh, to, to the central mat. Do you want to go with your picks again? Let's, let's leave. Yeah, it. the centrals. I have. I'm 0 for three right now. Oh, I have the no. Avalanche. The Avalanche are in the eight seed in the conference, the second wild card sp- spot. But they're fully healthy now, and I think yeah. they'll definitely get into dude. the top three. They're and gonna who, be good. Who who's been out? Just for for people like me who don't have McKinnon, Makar, Landis Cog is out long term. Yeah, Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So yeah, the three best players. Basically, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, but uh, then I also had the ninth and the tenth in the conference: the Nashville Predators and the St. Louis Blues. I don't think these guys have any shot of making it because two of my sleeper teams, the Jets and the Stars, have like taken over the Central Division. And the Predators and the Blues are getting older and they're showing signs of decline, in my opinion. Yeah, they suck. Do you see any yeah. of those guys getting traded? Hmm. Anyone from those two teams? Tarasenko. They're getting old and declining. Yeah, Tarasenko is uh, one of those guys. Maybe like Ryan Johansson. Yeah. Johansson. For, yeah. How many, depending his on his contract. contract. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Nashville Predators are only being held by UC Soros. Like, he is the reason they're even decent at this point. Uh, and, and they're still Lakers. out of a playoff spot. And Yossi. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Matt. I see not many expiring soon. So they're kind of locked up in this uh, roster here. Wow. Um, the only player I can really see is like Dante Fabrio and Mark Jankowski, who I think played for the Pens at one point. But otherwise, they're, they're all extended for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's what about uh, for the Blues? Fuck the Blues. I've been down on the Blues <laughs> this entire year. And I'm glad to see that they suck. Um, Tarasenko, like I said. Uh, Noel Chari, who's one of my... Who's one of the ex-Florida Panthers, which why they were so good. This dude can can play. He's a good third-line guy. Um, let's see. Barbashev. 
Um, not really that much. I mean, definitely like the a blue chip, so to say, is Tarasenko. Like, yeah. But, Moving him, they're going to have to eat some of that seven and a half million contract. So, I'd like to see him moved. Honestly, I, at, at one point he had like a bad falling out with the the Blues, and I think he lost the captaincy, or is he passed up for it on for Ryan O'Reilly? I, it was one of those oh, things. Wow. I think yeah. I think I remember reading that. I, I think didn't it get passed up on? I think so. I I do. Think who was the captain? It wasn't uh, Peter Angelo. It was like, Peter Angel. Yeah. Then, then, he, then he got traded and the C was up for grabs and then they gave it to O'Reilly over Tarasenko or something like that, right? Ooh, I think, I think yeah. yeah. I think yeah. they just acquired him too, like recently. Yeah. So I could see why he's pissed. And he was pissed about his shoulder being handled weird, like his surgery apparently. But I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't really know too much about that, admittedly. Um, yeah, I, I had the Avalanche Predators. And I had a toss-up of the third one for the Wild Stars and Blues. Stars are obviously probably top five team in the league right now. Uh, same with the Abs. Uh, I think those teams would definitely make it for sure. Uh, my prediction, yeah, Predators, nah. I could see the Wild possibly making it too. I, I was really wrong on the Jets, which, whatever. I, I, I don't know. I, I thought they... Would I, I guess I thought the Hellebuck wouldn't be as good, is what I, I think I remember saying that. Which, I was yeah. wrong, and whatever happens, happens. Everyone's wrong sometimes. I think I was a suspect of their defense, which I feel like was fair at the time, but they're playing a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like everyone's wrong sometimes. I think Guy said the Chargers are going to win the Super Bowl, so... Or kind of <laughs> the Super Bowl, so. No, I said the Bills. Uh, ah, on then. Said the Bills. Bills just are perennial, perennial chokers, dude. I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but <laughs> uh, good times. Central, good time. I mean, it looks wide. It it kind of looks wide open though, as far as like who can take the top three spots for you, Matt. It is the way. I mean, there's not a lot of like differential in the points. And we, there's a lot of season left too. There, there is. is a lot of season left, and I think the Avs could get me a point there. Maybe even the Predators. I, mean, I don't know much going about streak. Going I mean, them, we talk shit on them. They are what three three wins from a a third in the central, right? So yeah, yeah, maybe like, the Predators. I I could see a guy. Yeah, maybe the Predators make a move, dude. That I could see a team similar to the Islanders trying to make a move. Because like I said, they're locked up. Maybe they're gonna try pulling some shenanigans off. Yeah, uh, but, uh, maybe they'll like add instead of sell yeah. at the deadline. They might. I mean, the West is completely open, like you said, guy. Like even the Pacific, where the crackheads are actually on the top here, Ryan. I know. Yeah, they're with it. games in hand, <laughs> so like they might be one of the, if not the best team in the West right now, which is kind of crazy. I know. Yeah, I was gonna say earlier for the Pens, it's kind of unfortunate they're not in the West because it looks like if they were, they'd have like a better shot here. Oh yeah, further in the playoffs, but yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, the West is is weak, honestly. And the Pacific, probably the weakest division in hockey. As you like, not talking shit on the Kraken, but like teams, three teams are tied basically at sixty three. Right now, for first place, Kraken, Kings, Knights, kind of not the greatest records to be leading, but it is what it is. Um, 
Matt, uh, who did you pick here in the Pacific? I had the Kings, who are currently in, the Flames and the Oilers, <clears throat> who are both barely, barely out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, Oilers are two points out behind the Vegas Golden Knights. Who are slumping <clears throat> super hard recently. Yeah, and Oilers have been hot. Jack Campbell has, like, six straight wins. And uh, he's a goalie, by the way, guy. Okay. And, and yeah, the guy. Flames are in. Yeah, guy. I feel like I got challenged there or something. No, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, like, I think the Oilers will finish top three and get me a point there. And then the Flames can maybe, like, catch up and... They're only five points out from the division top three. There's so much hockey left, you know? Yeah, like anything and could happen still. To yeah. be four right, honestly, maybe you're doing pretty well. Who really knows? Yeah, so I'm four out of 12 right now. I think I needed, is it nine or yes. eight to push? That's what I couldn't remember either. No, so it's, it's so nine. It's, it's nine. No, nine's a push. Over, yeah, over. Yeah, nine. so it's ten Matt wins, seven, eight. Guy wins nine. It's a tie. Okay. Oh, okay. I think yeah. it's pretty fair still. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think you're out of it by or, by any means. There. I mean, you just need some shit to happen. But yeah, I need like a push at best. Basically. Yeah. I mean, the Avalanche should get in there with. They like, should definitely along with the Oilers too. Yeah, I and probably the Oilers too. So like, really, I mean, what do you have? Five then out of that. Yeah, so maybe like the Panthers could sneak in there, the Penguins could step yeah, it up. Teams. I would say for sure the Oilers. Oilers. I think the Wild are gonna get kicked out of there, or not the Wild. I'm sorry, the Kings are gonna get kicked Ooh, out of there. I hope not. Uh, I guess that would go against yours, but I don't think the Kings are. They they played the most games in the league right now. That's why they're so high up. Gotcha. Uh, that makes sense. That does make sense. Like the Kraken are this tied with points, but they have four less games played than the Kings, so they can get up to seventy-one points in the same amount of uh, games. So kind of ridiculous if you like think yeah, that's like that really way. good for the Kraken. Like the Kraken are yes. pretty They're damn very good. Fraudulent team. for the Kings. Yes, I, I kind of do the think Kings they might stats be. are padded a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, was there any other divisions we can cover yet? Nope, that no, was that was that it. Was it. Oh, nice. Um, what's it called? So then, real quick, since we're talking about the bet, still, uh, what is the terms? One more time. So it's if it's going to a hockey is, game is in Columbus, though, right? Um, uh, I think yeah. I think we did discuss maybe doing Pens Columbus. Columbus. Yeah. yeah, and then and you have to like wear like a blue jacket jersey or something like that. Yeah, you have to wear a jacket's jersey. Yeah. Or some kind of apparel. And then it's reversed for Matt. He has to go to a, a Pens game against the Jackets in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Wearing a Crosby jersey. <laughs> Which yeah. I just don't think it's going to happen. No, no dude. I, I thought we discussed maybe doing it at yeah. Pittsburgh regardless. Because if I'm wearing a jacket's jersey in Columbus. You're going to be a fan. Yeah, exactly. Like, no one's going to bat an eye. But if I wear a jacket jersey in Pittsburgh, then there's more. Oh, yeah, I think that makes. I thought and it's just also it like traveling kind of a bitch, too. You know, it's just more to organize. Yeah, that's true. So if Matt wins, though, does that mean 
I could blend into the crowd. I mean, I mean, if you win, then does that mean we have to get you have, we have to get take Matt to a Columbus game wearing a Pens jersey? Now, nah, but his punishment is more just like wearing the Pens jersey and buying the Crosby. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. there was something about Matt buying everyone here a round of drinks before that game what? too. No, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> leaving an open tab at that one. <laughs> yeah, Matt goes to the game and everyone else stays behind. <laughs> Hey, we're saving you from those stadium beers, so you'll be paying less in the long run. All right. True. <laughs> beer, beer for me, on me. There there was something about you smuggling beers in. No, that never happened. <laughs> up the rectum. Shoving <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of little bat blues up there. Just like a full trench coat of fatty light. Pound, 24 ounce pounders. <laughs> and it's just blatantly obvious. <laughs> um, in like a life jacket that's filled with beer. Oh, that's a good one, too. He shoves up about so many pounders up the butt that he comes out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they ask him, what do you have in there, son? You just say, good time. Uh, uh, that's how he replies, because he can't <laughs> it's coming out the mouth. <laughs> just squirts beer at him. Oh, my God. Uh, um, well, all right. So, so we went through all the divisions. Right now, if you guys had to guess, since it is a halfway point, where who's winning the awards? Because I know Matt. I know I'm pretty sure you. I don't know if you did. Sure. I'm pretty sure Matt wrote down some of his preseason guesses. Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's what I thought. Dave, did you do that too or no? I did actually. I gotta find the paper real quick. I'll just review that real quick too before you call it. Just got to cover all the ground of the midway point. I have a folder for this stuff somewhere. Where did I put it? And then, and then afterwards, Do you have like a filing cabinet for it. <laughs> I I just have like a bunch of shelves above me. It, it's the Bruce Almighty is my... filing cabinet that goes on for like a mile. <laughs> Wait, I, I have an unrelated like Bruce, question. Okay, what is it? What's with the Hello Kitty? Oh, uh, it's my girlfriend's stuff. Ah, okay. That's her <laughs> desk, and that's actually my shrine. <laughs> I think that's Kitty. a lot of Hello Kitty back there. Oh, she loves. That's it. a lot of Hello Kitty for a twenty-seven-year-old man. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Yeah, I needed like a Hello Kitty waifu blank or pillow or something. That that that'd be acceptable. <laughs> you should wear a Hello Kitty sweater on your podcast. Dude, I I got me a Hello Kitty uh like button down. It actually is like I was like I'll wear it once, but like once like uh <laughs> I wear it on your birthday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Laughing I got my I got I my laugh. awards here. They're really fucking tiny though. I can barely fucking read it. This is awards for ants. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, hey Matt, who you got for the heart trophy there, fella? I have McDavid. Yeah, I said right Kale McCarr. I was sucking his wiener to start this fucking pod, this or their last pod. Yeah, you were when we were on. Yeah, so I'm obviously wrong. Uh, Matt is obviously right with how Vegas odds are, at least. I I mean like. That, that, but that's like, going. yeah, that's like betting on like a minus yes. thousand winner. Like he, he, everyone yeah. kind of, as long as yeah, it, it's like hurt, it's obvious, yeah, you know. Yeah, it is the obvious play uh, for sure, but the correct one. If you're, he has ninety two points, which I mean, he's gonna win the heart, which is the MVP. Art Ross, which is the scoring title. Uh, I had Mika Rantanen not happening there i'm pretty sure i'd mcdavid for every scoring award <laughs> yeah 
Uh, Rocket just... Richard here. I had Austin Matthews. I guess you had McDavid. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I probably did. <laughs> Coach of the year, McDavid. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> McDavid. Norris, Matt? Who do you got for Norris? I had Roman Yossi. But Me too. This year, I'm thinking... Uh, I'm thinking like McCarr, Carlson, McCarr, or Josh Morrissey. Oh yeah, Josh Morrissey for sure. I I don't. I'm trying to think of even like the buzz I've heard around the NHL. I I haven't even really heard many people discussing Norris. It's a tight race this year, honestly. Let's see who they think it is. Darlene might be mentioned. Yeah, I just have to pull up the odds and see who's favorite. Yeah, it's. I'm taking forever. Adam Fox, that's who, uh, uh, or R- Rosmus Dallin. Yeah. Um, out of all of them, I would love to see Carlson win it again, but I think they're probably going to give it to Dallin or I don't know. Hedman's always a dark horse. I I am definitely wrong with Roman Yossi and with how the Predators have turned out. Uh, so yeah, not surprising there. Yeah, I I could see Roman Yossi carrying the Preds to the playoffs, though, still. Mm-hmm. Like we discussed earlier. Yeah. Um, next, I guess, is the is the Vesna. That's the goalie uh, MVP, basically. Guy. Uh, the Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ryan might kill himself if that happens. Yeah, I I, had... I, I'd kill myself because it's... I'll say I'll kill myself if that happens because that's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it won't. It's impossible. In some bizarre world, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Igor for sure. Can... I had Connor Hellebuck. And That's not a bad I, choice. Uh, Hellebuck's the second best odds right now to get it. Yeah, but I think minus Boston is too good. Yeah, yeah Olmark is. One. He has the best odds. He's minus 160 dude, right now. Having a sub two goals against, he has a 1.9, and he's. He's played quite a few a few games, like I think thirty some at this point, like kind of kind of wild. And right now they're actually playing and it's zero zero, so that's even crazier. Boston's is insane too because I feel like that uh, their backup too is not that bad either. Swayman. Swayman, yeah. yeah. He plays. He's pretty solid. They just have such a complete team, dude. It's it's like crazy, like that we didn't see this coming. I feel like mm-hmm. especially with Krejci and uh, God Bergeron taking like pay cuts, it's just like. They're so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nick Felino's there on the fourth line. Yeah, like that's crazy too. Actually, saying that, mentioning that. Um, I, that's nice. I know that actually. Yeah, and he was like, he was he's a captain now right? too. Yeah, he was captain of the CBJ. Yeah, he was definitely a really good player when he played. Like, he's still pretty there. solid. You like, I think he's bottom six for sure. Like, maybe yeah, like, if he played for the Pens, he'd be on the third line. So. It depends on the team. He's like third or fourth line for sure. Yeah, on the best team in the league, you might if Taylor Hall is playing on the third line, you're probably playing on the fourth line. Taylor Hall, who won Art Ross at one point or Hart Trophy at one point. So anyway, uh, moving on here. So far, Matt is more correct, obviously, with his solid picks. Matt, the Master Domus, Nutstradamus, maybe. <laughs> Uh, uh, Himalayan Domus. Himalayan Stoltz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Ted Lindsay. I think that's the gentlemanly uh, award. I just put Kale McCarr. I don't even. I was I was on something when I wrote this shit out. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. 
I, I didn't. I don't think I picked the Ted Lindsay for myself. I actually agree. I don't. I feel like I wrote that down, being like, "Who the fuck's gonna actually remember this one?" Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really, I, I actually, actually have to think. Yeah, most outstanding player, uh, Ted, wins the Ted Lindsay. Uh, I think, I, think I said McDavid. It's oh, so this is okay. This is actually a good reward. Uh, most outstanding player voted by fellow members of the hockey of the NHL of the NHLPA. So this is a player player award. It's Lindsay Ted Lindsay. Yeah, Sorry, so player awarded award. Yeah, it, it's just like what what if the players had an MVP vote? Who is it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I wrote Camel Car. Who did you? I guess I you said McDavid. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, if the mother Matt's gonna like get the most awards right, he's just picking McDavid for everything. <laughs> I pick McDavid. Well, to his credit, he's right for a lot of them. So. Yeah, a lot of them. Like I just thought he was gonna <laughs> score everything this year. Well, Matt, it's not exciting enough for this pod. Oh, uh, need the hot it, takes. Yeah, yeah, not the, the the obvious ones. Anyway, uh. The Calder, which is probably the only one I'm even going to be here, is Matty Berniers. That's who I picked. That's rookie, that, right? Yeah. 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 The crackhead, I picked him, too. Yeah. Is, is he favorite? I mean, look. I he, think he's so. Killing, he's all star. Logan Thompson was the goalie in Vegas. He's the goalie in Vegas, rookie goalie. He was the other guy, and he started to fall off, so I think he's probably yeah. the favorite. Uh, Matty is minus 210. Oof. Yeah, he's he that's pretty crazy. Mason McTavish, I don't know who that is, but he's next. Eight. Anaheim left wing, no. kind of, kind of lukewarm at this point, I'd say. Um, he goes yeah. on spurts of scoring. Yeah, he's he's on the one of the worst teams in the league. Where Matty Berniers is on the one of the best teams in the league. So crazy, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, the Selkie Award, which is the defensive player, I wrote Kopitar. Um, that might be a solid pick. Like they're a playoff team right now. Yeah. So who? Kn- I don't really even. I don't even know the odds for that. I could look it up, but it, the, the odds are not on Fandle for that. Let's see. Uh, I could, I said Bergeron for that one. The safe bet. I knew he's good. Like Bruins are were going to be good. So like. Yeah, that's fair. He took a pay cut. I don't know. I just forgot about the Bruins in my rankings. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I know Bergeron's always going to be considered for that one for sure. Nico Heeshear is another one. And Elias Peterson, apparently, are some of the people I'm looking here. They're top three. Oh, Elias, yeah. Yeah. Um, not a really glamorous award, honestly. I don't know what Elias was. <laughs> Elias, yeah, of course. Oh, Elias. Oh, of course. How could I forget Elias? And I have my blinders on for the last award that I wrote, which is the Jack Adams. And I wrote Mike Sullivan. It's very sad. Ooh. Is that coach? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wrote Derek Lalonde for the Red Wings, and they have sucked pretty oh. bad, too. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mention that during my pit, like, Penguin stuff, but like I feel like Sullivan and his guys are kind of responsible for how the Pens are doing, but... I'll talk about that on the pod. I think they need to change the lines or change something up here for sure. They need some energy. Yeah, right now. They're about due to fire their coach, though. Get the new coach to come in and then win the cup. (laughs) 
That's fair. Hey, I'd take it. I love Mike Sullivan. I, I read some of my notes for this. Like, I praised him as one of the best goalies in Penguins history, you know. But it's like, I feel like he's been yelling at, like, refs. I'm like, dude, what if the refs, like, start, like, talking, you know? It's like, I don't want to get yelled at all the fucking time while I'm working. Like, fuck That's off, hot. dude. Um, As of right now, the odds for Coach of the Year is Jim Montgomery has the best odds. I don't know who that is. Who's Dallas? Bruins. Oh, Bruins. He got fired from Dallas. Plus 200. Then Lindy Ruff is plus 600, number two. He is Devil's head coach. Oh, wait. So that guy went from the Stars to the Bruins? Yeah. They they were not very good last year at the Stars. Yeah, guy. I thought they were really good a couple of years ago, though. Oh, yeah, guy. They got the Stanley Cup a couple of years, like four years ago. Yeah. yeah. Come on. You talk off the guy. Two years ago? But they, they suck. Honestly, they kind of lucked their way in there. But they suck right now, or sucked last year. But they're, like, one of the best teams. Robert, uh, God, no, Jason Robertson. I was yeah. calling him Robert Jasonson. I was like, wait, wait yeah. a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I guess the last thing I have for you guys is uh, Go for it. halfway through right now, what's your prediction for the Cup? Just a blind fire from the hip. If I have to fire from the hip here, I definitely am saying Bruins are eventual winners. Um, who who on the West gets in? Tough. I feel like it kind of depends who or how it's seated. I, I want to say, oh man, I want to say the Stars might make it. Uh, that is kind of a, I feel long like gun. a more long shot. Uh, but I think they're just a solid team. Young scoring, they got a decent core like Taylor or Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben, Pavelski. Like they're all solid. And like Never they got a young go. goalie, is good. It'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. Matthew, uh, I'd say the Avalanche out of the West. I'd agree. Definitely. I think it's like Connor McDavid. Just Connor McDavid. Connor <laughs> McDavid. Yeah, I was honestly surprised Matt didn't say the Oilers. Yeah, I just I think the Avalanche out of the West they're gonna be hard to knock out of the playoffs if they mm-hmm. like make it actually, but like they'll yep. be hard to bounce. And out of the East, I'd say like maybe the Hurricanes year for the East. Bold. Could happen. Hurricanes, with, with the Bruins playing as good as they are, it's kind of hard not to pick the Bruins. But exactly, yeah, yeah. I th- I just think they're. It's like when Tampa was going on that crazy run. It's like you mm-hmm. wouldn't expect them to get swept by uh, Columbus in the first round. So mm-hmm. anything can happen in hockey. With Boston, uh, like against Toronto or uh, Tampa, though in a series that could be rough for Boston. Well, that's why I think uh, Avalanche are going to have trouble because they're probably not going to have the top seed. So they're probably going to fight another good team at second or third or at worst, uh, honestly, maybe at best get into the Pacific, play a Pacific guy or team. Yeah. Like playing – because the NHL, their playoff seeding is fucked. So that's why I said the seeding matters. Like, they want inner conflict between, like, divisions, so they'll force the Pacific teams to play each other and the Central teams to play each other. 
It's just so stupid, in my opinion, but whole other topic. Yeah, we could get into that at a later time. Who'd you say is going to win it, Matt? If you say uh, Avs, Carolina. I'd say the Avs are going to win again. Back to back. Ooh. Yeah. Guy, what's your prediction? Well, I was actually going to say the Avs, too, because we were talking about how, like, they're coming back from these injuries. Um, You know, all your young role players are going to be, like, having that extra time to, like, generate that momentum. And then if they're hot enough going into the end of the season, they could be a deadly team, like you were saying, Matt, going into the playoffs and playing a seven-game series out of. Hell yeah, guy. You keep talking hockey. (laughs) (laughs) From the East? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but from the I, east I, I guy. Uh, from the east i mean i don't know much about the east so uh uh let's say let's throw a shot in the dark here leafs year question mark we gonna go i'm gonna go lightning i could see it too the east is so such a bloodbath dude mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you can name anyone on the East, and I'd be like, you know what? I could see them making it. It's mm-hmm. hard to win a seven-game series in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Santa Club's the hardest trophy to win in all sports, I think. And it's the most, like, uh It's grueling. Awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it, a it long is tough. It's like the, under, the underdog has a lot of, you know, it's a lot of luck in hockey, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my Real quick, my predictions are uh, from the East, the Penguins, from the West, uh, Kraken. So. <laughs> Dude, nice. I actually hope that's my Yinzer hope right there. <laughs> Dude, the crackheads versus the penguins. Penguins win in six. Win at home for once. Yes, sir. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I would love to see a Stanley Cup. I'd pay so much money to see a Stanley Cup at home. Yeah, no. That it, it sucks we've always been on the road. Just for the fans, you know, it's just like Imagine the drunk Yenzers going wild, throwing their beer on the ice. <laughs> Dude, I think it'd be like Philadelphia. I think I might try to climb a fucking light pole. You know, <laughs> my, <laughs> you know? my buddy, my, my my brother's buddy, uh, said told me whenever the uh, they beat the uh, Predators a couple years ago, when like there's pictures from like South Side of like the streets just like flooded with people. He said he like climbed up on something and just had a catfish in his hand and just bit a big chunk out of it, and the whole crowd went nuts. <laughs> It was awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. He was like on a light pole or something. He was standing on something, and he's like a big chunk out of a catfish. And then we're like, yeah. got went to Woolies before and just got a catfish. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, oh my god, it's fucking hilarious. I, I know that when he told me that I was dying. Like, where uh, the fuck did you get a catfish? <laughs> I, I, I honestly had never followed up questions with him. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder hilarious. where he got him. Probably, he probably did go to Woolies and had it in his yeah. pocket at the bar all night. Just, yeah, fished it up, dude. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, do you guys have anything else you want to add in uh, for the midseason preview? Not really. No, uh, I think. Yeah, we touched base on a lot of stuff for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks uh, for having us. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, thanks of course, boys. anytime. I'm sure we'll have you guys back on near the end of the season, near the playoffs time, to kind of preview the playoffs, kind of talk about everything with that. Um. But yeah, with that being said, let's take it over to Pop Culture. Yeah. So I take the tank, fly it right up to the General's Palace, drop it at his feet. I'm like, boom, you looking for this? All right. And let's get into some pop culture. 
leading off with movies, before we get into the whole James Gunn DCEU announcement, I did watch a movie this past weekend. I watched that uh, You People on Netflix. I almost did. How was it? Um, so I gave it a 6.3 out of 10 stars. Um, uh, no, no, no. So it had its moments. It had some laughs, but I feel like the best laughs were in the trailer. Uh, um, also, the movie was very predictable. Yeah. Like, by not even, like, ten minutes in, I kind of guessed the ending. Exactly. And Makes I was sense. like, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, it was like, it's only, like, two It's two hours. It's, like, an hour and 58. So, like, with the credits, probably, like, an hour 45. So, I mean, I don't know. It's 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 all right for a watch, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I love the uh, I love the actors in the casting. I just feel like some of the actors needed more screen time than others. Who's the best? Probably Eddie Murphy. Nah, I can see that. Probably Eddie Murphy. Mike Epps, though, coming in, he was very funny. Oh, Mike like, Epps was in it. Yeah, Mike Epps is in it. And he he doesn't come in towards like towards the end, but like everything that Mike Epps was in, I was like, those were like the good moments. But uh, yeah, so I, I don't I, know. I, I mean, like it's, Mike Epps. It's not like it's not like I would say don't watch it, but if you're looking for like just something to toss on, it's not a bad thing to toss on. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, sorry. can I do uh? Can I, can I add another uh, headline I didn't see for movies? Thanks for talking about Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was asked recently if he'd be open to uh, coming back as Donkey in any other Shrek movies, and he replied, "Oh, I'd absolutely be open. If ever came, if ever came another another Shrek, I'd do it in two seconds. I love Donkey." Then he all went on to say, "They're doing Puss in Boots movies. I, I was like, they should have did a Donkey movie. Donkey's funnier than Puss in Boots." Dude, that new Puss in Boots, boots movie got some good reviews though. Yeah. And he, he's saying, I love Puss in Boots, but they, mm-hmm. Puss in Boots ain't funnier than Donkey. So he's even asking for a Donkey standalone movie. I wonder what that plot would even be. I would absolutely watch that. I would, too. But I, mean, I don't even know what you could do. You do a prequel with how he started, how he got talking. An origin how, donkey story? The origin donkey? Because, like, you you find, you meet him in the, the swamp. I and like the that. At the, at the uh fairy tale people like, yeah. who's that lady who's bringing the donkey to him like give him that story i think it's like a witch it's an old yeah it's just some old lady like my donkey talks and he's like holding it oh that out. was just an old lady yeah yeah yeah, yeah just an old lady this guy won't shut up <laughs> yeah and he's just like not talking then i know he starts floating and then he like starts talking yeah, that's where he drops like i bet you ain't never seen a donkey fly <laughs> yeah yeah no but i'm i'm really cool with eddie murphy coming back as donkey if he wants it yeah me too <clears throat> there's speculation for a Shrek five because I heard four is good. Yeah, four is pretty good. Force four is very underrated. But apparently, at the end of the Puss in Boots movie, that new one that came out, there's like an end credit scene of him sailing to far, far away again, and he's like, "I'm going to meet some friends" or something like that. Uh. So like, it's kind of teed up to do it, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like that's something that they could do and get away with and have it be successful. And if you're those actors, those voice actors, why wouldn't you? Because one, it's easy to be voice actor. Not that's easy, but like it's kind mm-hmm. of easy compared to actual shooting a movie. And two, like 
those movies are good and people like them. Yeah. So and you, also, none of the voice actors are really doing much. Yeah. Like, none of them Cameron really have, it. like, too much going on that they couldn't be able to dedicate time to that. What's the last thing, what's the last thing Cameron Diaz is in? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Probably Shrek. <laughs> yeah, or Shrek. <clears throat> but all right. Taking it over to the big announcement for movies. Um, there's a lot of of like talk about what's going on with the DCEU with the acquisition of James Gunn taking over as like the Feige esque brain of the uh, development. So he posted a, I guess a reel or something. I don't know, but he went into detail about what's going to be happening and what's coming on the horizon here. So essentially there's going to be a mainline DCEU connecting movies, TV, and even some games according to him, which I don't even know what the fuck that entails, but if I don't know. James Gunn's making me play a video game to know the plot. I'm yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. If maybe like the game, maybe if like the games are within the same universe, that'd be cool. But like if they reference the games from in like the TVs and movies, then I don't think that'll go well. Yeah, I'm. I'd rather it be like how uh, Fallen Order <laughs> or Jedi Fallen Order is like. Yeah, Easter eggs to the movies in there, and then like there's Easter eggs in the shows and stuff to the game. Got mm-hmm. if you ever want to cross over a video game character into the game in the movies, it's great. I'll be yeah, but. yeah. Also, side note: Did you see that got delayed till April? No. Yeah. No. Got delayed. Oh, um, but anyways, no. so then there will be another universe in the DCU for like the Batman with Matt Reeves, the Joker, and even Teen Titans Go. He had a name for it. I can't remember what the name for it was, but it's like uh, it's like a universe parallel or something like that. Okay. So the universe, like his whole project is starting out with Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. Then it will go into the new Flash movie. He said, of course, he's going to fluff up DC stuff now, but he said that he saw it and it's a very good movie, yada, yada, yada. That's good. That Flash movie is going to reboot the DCU. And then it's going to go into the Blue Beetle movie that's like in development right now. Yeah. And then it'll lead into Aquaman 2, which I don't get how it leads into Aquaman 2. But I guess we'll find out. Yeah. The first project in James Gunn's DCU is going to be like overall titled Gods and Monsters, which the first TV series in there being Creature Commandos. With uh, the actors in live action also voicing their roles for the TV, which I think is sick. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, because it'll be a uh, animated series, so that'll be really cool to see. And I hope they keep something like that up because that could be really cool. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then the uh, then there will be a live action TV series for Amanda Waller. And then with the first and then the first movie within that DCEU is going to be Superman Legacy, which is actually being written by James Gunn, which will be coming in 2025. Mm-hmm. Then um, we'll have a live action TV series titled The Lanterns, obviously about Green Lantern and the Lantern Corps. And then we'll have another film called The Authority, which I don't really know much about them. I think they're kind of like the Eternals in a way. Okay. Then we'll have a live action TV series called Paradise Lost, which is essentially, according to James Gunn, going to be like Game of Thrones, but for Themyscarians, uh, Wonder Woman's like uh, culture and tribe of people. That's pretty sweet, then. That's actually really sweet. Mm-hmm. 
And then after that would be the DCEU's Batman, which will be different from Matt Reeves. Uh, and that will be introduced with the movie The Brave and the Bold, which he said it's going to be with Batman and Robin. And it's going to be with the Robin Damian Wayne, which is Batman's like song. biological son in the comics. With uh, Talia al Ghul. Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool. I'm excited for that. That'd be really sweet. Then we'll get a Booster Gold TV series, which I don't know much about him. I think he's a time-traveling hero or something. Okay. Never heard of him. And then we'll have a film, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. So we'll have a Supergirl movie. And then after that, to wrap it all up, in this plan will be a Swamp Thing film for that Gods and Monsters uh, proposition that he's thrown out there. And that's pretty sweet. Um, so I'm liking a lot of the things I'm seeing here. Yeah. Honestly. I really, I think I texted you. I think doing the lanterns of the TV shows would be awesome because yeah. there's so many different people in the lantern core that like mm-hmm. do you, you can kind of bring them all in without being overdoing it. You know, like one movie if you have like 20 characters, it's you oversaturate and it sucks. TV yeah. show where you get to see different like maybe not one episode is going to focus on this lantern, the next one's going to focus on this one. I think see who the culture stuff. likes and then develop on there. Yeah, I think I think it's great to have a TV show. Then you can start bringing them into the movies after you introduce them all. I just think sometimes with like stuff like that, it's hard to introduce them all in a movie like The Eternals. How there's all these different characters you're trying to meet in two hours. Yeah, make, make make me want to care about them. Um, I also saw on Twitter about the Superman thing that they're gonna cast a 25 year old like Superman. I, I did hear Superman about this on. too. What? I did hear about this too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. That'd be yeah. sweet. I saw a couple a couple options of casting. I I forget. Timothy Chalamet. I saw Timothy Chalamet. I just pulled that out of my head. No, it, it was on it was on this one graphic I saw. It was like Timothy Chalamet, Tom Holland who's not going to do it cuz he's going to be Spider-Man. He can't be Spider-Man and Superman. That's Yeah, I'm just going to try to find the tweet. There's like 10 people on it. Yeah. There's a kid from uh 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah, that main character, that, that main guy. I'm just See if I could liked it. Maybe I liked it. Maybe I didn't. I didn't. No, oh, well, it's all right. Um, then also with the DCU, they also confirm Matt Reeves' Batman Two will be airing in October of 2025. So okay. a long time. For That's now. a long time. Sucks. I think though. Okay, you got a Batman movie coming out in Halloween around Halloween time. Give me the Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Give me Joker because you kind of teased that in the last movie. And then give me someone weird like Calendar Man. Calendar Man was sweet. I'd like, like I'd, do like a Halloween thing where maybe you think Calendar Man's like this like big brain behind it, but then it's really the Scarecrow, mm-hmm. or something like, or maybe Calendar Man's working for the Scarecrow, you know, just something cool like that. I could totally see it working out. That'd be really sweet, especially I with found, like Halloween. You could do like the Long Night. That'd be really sweet. I found mm-hmm. the casting. I can't. I don't know who these people are though. Well, it, it's kind of the the background's making it weird. I know. Time. The only other one I know besides Tom, <laughs> and Tom Holland is uh, Billy from Stranger Things, that guy. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, and then the 13 Reasons Why guy I know, too. But yeah. There's four other people. One okay. guy really looks like mine. I don't know who he is. Gotcha. This guy. Maybe we can see. Uh, I don't know what he's in. I have no idea who that is. I have no idea who that is. I mean, he kind of <laughs> looks like a, he'd be a good Superman. Um, Maybe. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Moving on maybe, away from yeah, the maybe. DC. Moving on away from the DCU though. Um so Dead or Deadline announced the 
Super Bowl trailers. They apparently revealed them. I didn't know if you wanted to hear about them, but yeah, I do. Okay. So this is what they said is going to be the Super Bowl trailers during the uh, events next week. So we got Fast X, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh, never mind. I was like, what's Fast X, Fast and Furious 10? Fast and Furious 10, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Ant-Man Quantumania, The Flash, Super Mario Bros., The Little Mermaid, Scream 7, Dungeons & Dragons, Transformers Rise of the Beasts, and Pixar's Elemental. I really don't care about most of those, but yeah, the Flash. Kind of here. I'm excited to see the Flash trailer. I want to see footage. I want to see. I, I want to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And Elemental, we we only got that little teaser with that like the one uh grass person on like, the subway or whatever. I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing something about that because Pixar always has bangers. True. Then there will also be apparently TV spots for Cocaine Bear and possibly Indiana Jones Five: The Dial of Destiny and the Marvels. So I'm intrigued by that if the Marvels pops in. So you guys see a teaser? Yeah, like one of those like little like 15 second things. Maybe it'll be like an overall like Marvel, you know, project yeah. trailer and it has Ant-Man and Quantumania and the Marvels or something like that. Mm-hmm. Deadline also stated they expect appearances from Creed 3 and John Wick Chapter 4. There hasn't been one for John Wick 4 yet, has there been? No, no. Creed, obviously, I've seen Creed ones, but yeah yeah I, I don't think all these will make it in but i think these are like the big heavy rumored ones to be in the super bowl so i'm kind of i'm kind of getting tired of <laughs> ant-man uh trailers and commercials i feel like we've been getting a lot of them we have yeah for sure so i'm cool with them cutting that for something new mm-hmm. i mean we're bought tickets we're we're going we don't need yeah. i don't need i don't need marketed to anymore uh, yeah i just need like the footage to stop because i don't want like to see something it's like oh yeah, same. I've been yeah. watching a bunch of YouTube videos breaking down all the little footages here and there and there. And I'm like, dude, they're giving us a lot. <laughs> but all right. That's all I have for movies, though. Anything you want to toss in? No, I said I was going to watch a bunch of movies this week, and I just haven't. Do you watch any good shows? Yes. I, I watch a TV show. I was going to save that for the next segment. Well, let's just go into well, I watch, then. I watch season one of White Lotus all in one oh, day. Oh, okay. Literally, I stay up until like 3 a.m. I'm like, I just got to finish this. <laughs> So it's it's six one hour episodes. Okay. And I really liked it, but now really? I haven't watched season two because I'm like, well, each season's like all new cast pretty much. It's a whole new thing. Uh, kind of like True Detective. Yeah. So like the the arc has been uh, closed. The one arc I was watching closed. It ended. So now gotcha. it's a whole different location, a whole different White Lotus hotel. There's only two characters that are uh, that are overlapping, and it's that Jennifer Coolidge. Mm-hmm. She's the only one to give me this in season two. So I'm like kind of like I kind of check it out because Christopher Moltisanti is in it. But like and it's in Italy. It's based in Italy. Aubrey Plaza is in it. I love them. I just from the trailer does not seem like I would like the storyline. What's the overall like premise? It's not really one. It's like they're just they're in a hotel. Is it like like an adventure? Is it like a mystery? So I'll tell you it starts off with. So White Lotus is our hotels, I guess, chains in this universe. So each mm. one's from different areas. So this the first season was in Hawaii, and it starts with like a dude at an airport, and it's they're talking about oh you stayed at the White Lotus, someone died there that I heard this past week. And then you okay. see like a body getting loaded at the airplane, and the guy's like yeah that's the body of the person right there. Then the person asks hey uh where were you you were there on your honeymoon? Where's your wife? And he goes fuck off and walks away. Then he goes fast forward like a week earlier, then does the whole story. So it's like 
is that his wife? Is that not his wife? Like, what is going on? So you, that's like what they, that's like the hook they want to keep you. Like they like you want to stick around for to find out what that was. Yeah. But the whole thing is more or less just like, all right, here's this family, here's this family, here's this family, here's this couple, and we're just gonna follow them as they're on this vacation. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And then there's like <laughs> other little stories about that. going on at the same time. All it's right. funny, but it's also it's like not that dramatic. It's more like just like funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I also watched that ninety show. Ooh, okay. What'd you think? Um, better than I thought it would be. But not as good. Not as good. I think it could potentially be good. I think a lot of the same writers are there because there's a lot of good jokes that are very not what I expect from like watching the rest of the show. Like they they every once in a while you get like a good that semi show joke where you're actually laughing. Okay. Um, I think the writers are a lot similar. I think Red and Kitty having them as like the people sticking around is great. Uh, yeah. All the cameos from the older cast is great. Um, and I and I actually kind of started li- like liking the characters by the end, the new people. Gotcha. But the acting is kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because they're all like 15 year olds still. Like, that's actually how like that semi show is. Like, they casted like teenagers. Yeah. And, like, they're also kind of very like act one. You know what act one is? Like, theater kids. They act like theater kids where they're very like over. Uh, okay. Overdo, they overdo things sometimes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was like my when I was 12. Like, I don't know. It's like very like teenage act, especially the main character, Leia. She was very good, but she definitely did. She had, she definitely gave me that vibe, but she was still really good. Okay, cool. Um, any other shows? <sighs> no. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's take it over to, uh, the bad batch, the new episode of the bad batch episode six. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts. Uh, Gunji. I liked it. Gunji. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love the episode. It was finally like a, it was like an episode that I got, was like intrigued in the whole time. You know, it wasn't like yeah. one of those, like the past few ones have been like very meh for me. But yeah, uh, I think the only other good one this season has been the crosshair one. Yeah. With commander Cody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like this one going back to Kashyyyk, seeing like how the Wookiees are holding up. Um, that was all awesome. And I don't know. I just, I'm interested to see it. It sounds like Gunji's probably done with the Bad Batch, but it would be cool to see him, like, reoccur a little bit. Mm-hmm. That'd be really sweet. Um, I was thinking, you know, it'd be cool. What if you're playing Fallen Order, you go to Kashyyyk, and you see grown-up Gunji? Well, he wouldn't be grown up yet. I think it's around the same time, isn't it? In the Fallen Order before? I can't remember. Fallen Order's for New Hope. This is, too. Yeah, this is too. Well, maybe so at least see him. That'd be cool. Yeah, we, if, if we see him, that'd be sick. If we see Wookie with a lightsaber and Fallen Order. Yeah, that'd be sick. I just don't know if the there's enough time between Fallen Order and this because this is fresh off Order sixty six. I think Fallen Order is closer like into the fifteen years. So I guess Gunji in ten years he will be a little more grown up. So yeah, mm-hmm. you're yeah. right. You're right. My bad. I think I think it'd be a cool thing to do. Yeah, I was actually terrified watching the one dude die, the villain. Getting taken up by the spiders, <laughs> screaming bloody murder for help. Like that's that was like unsettling for me. The spiders just dragging him yeah, up. Yeah, you just see like he's like screaming. He just gets raised up into the air, and it's like, what the fuck, like, dude? I was terrified. I was also thinking during this episode. I think we're far enough into the Star Wars universe that we can have subtitles for Wookies. Oh yeah. Like I, I'm kind of tired of like them just like mumbling, and then we're like, oh yeah, like, yeah, that's what you mean. Just give me like subtitles. 
Yeah, I I see. I like it if it's. I agree with. I agree with that for everyone but Chewie. Chewie doesn't get subtitles. <laughs> I want I want I want someone to tell me what Chewie's saying. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I want I want you to go, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, Chewie, you're right. The capacitor is messed up. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, I don't, I don't know anything else from that episode though. I mean, I would love the Wookiee just speaking like in a. Uh, distinguished British accent. That'd be weird. Like a C-3PO sounding Wookiee. Yeah, that's... that'd be weird. But it, it was a breath of fresh air to see some lightsaber action because really we haven't gotten any lightsabers since uh, Kenobi. Yeah, that's true. Because we didn't have any in Andor. Mm-hmm. Which I'm glad there wasn't any in Andor. Mm-hmm. Bad Batch, I'm cool with there being lightsabers. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, Then just a couple of things from Netflix. So uh, Netflix unveiled their idea to stop password sharing. It involves having one account per household based off of Wi-Fi connection. So pretty much, I think you can have as many accounts as you want, but if any of them are on a different Wi-Fi connection than the main account, then they'll get blocked or banned or whatever. And that's their plan. Oh, so like, if my parents have it here in their house, me and them both can have an account, but the second I move out, I can't use their account anymore. Yeah. Uh, that's stupid. Some bullshit. Some bullshit. That's stupid. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I think just give like, just make tiers to it. Just like you can have, I don't know, two different devices per account, or two different like Wi-Fi connections per account, or something like that. And then you could have an upgraded plan for more accounts. Mm-hmm. For more Wi-Fi connections. Just do something like that. <laughs> I agree that Netflix is just they're just cracking down because they put so much money into these shows. Yeah. There's a million movies and shows a year that no one watches, but then like <laughs> and they're like, what are we doing? Why are we making money? Yeah, so then, oh we got we have to raise price, we have to do this because yeah. so we we gave Adam Sandler and Jennifer Anson another four hundred million dollars each to do murder mystery ten. This is we gotta raise dues. And kind of speaking of which, Netflix also announced their One Piece adaptation where in 2023 with a poster. And I'm not expecting much because they always ruin animes in live adaptations. I was going to say, I, I'm i not an anime guy, so I really don't care if this is good or bad. But wasn't Cowboy Bebop awful? Yeah, it was. I heard that's one of the best animes ever. Then I heard their live action was miserably bad. Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah, and that was Netflix so too, wasn't it? more of the same for this. Yeah. Um, and then the last I, thing I had for TV is Star Wars Vision season two will release on May the fourth. More more anime for you. <laughs> yeah, I did not watch it, but I did uh I've been watching randomly, like here and there, uh the Clone Wars from two thousand three, which is very anime. Okay. They have it on they added on Disney Plus. Yeah. Which That's, I didn't know they're I didn't know they're doing that. Yeah, I, I saw today when I was looking for the Bad Batch, they had Schoolhouse Rock. They're doing a big Swallows Rock like anniversary thing too. Oh, okay. like like a lot like on TV on ABC with a bunch of like celebrities getting involved. Saying like, I love Squalls Rock. That's kind of cool because I saw the bill and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. So the, I haven't yeah, seen I, that shit since I was like ten. I think it's their fiftieth anniversary. Yeah. So so they're just so they're, yeah they're having this big uh, thing about Squalls Rock. All right, cool. Is the bill your favorite one? <clears throat> um. Yeah. 
I mean, that's the most iconic. It has to be. Yeah. I can't even think of other ones right now. But I, I Conjunction Junction. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. Three is a magic number is a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. Three, six, nine. Twelve, fifteen, eighteen. Mm-hmm. Twenty-one, twenty-four, twenty-seven, thirty. Dude, there's so many good ones. Yeah, the first thing that popped up on that Google uh Squall's Rocky is I'm just a school uh conjunction junction and the three is not magic number. <laughs> It's crazy. Um, but anything else for TV you want to throw in? Uh, it is 50th anniversary, too. It's the 73 is when it premiered. Uh, okay, I gotcha. Um, no. All right. Let's take it over to music for James of the Week. I got quite a few here for this week. Um, the lesser ones that I have on the list are uh, Ghost by Ava Max. Pretty good, uh, you know, feel-good anthem there. Uh, Love Again by the Kid Leroy. A little bit of a in your feels kind of song, but it had a good uh, tempo to it at the same time. So I fucked with it. Um, some of the upper echelon ones, I liked uh, Too Late, Quinn, XCII, and AJR. Um, AJR, anything they put out, I really fuck with for the most part. Yeah. Sometimes they get overplayed. Sometimes, it's, yeah. It's still good. Like, uh, I'm happy when I say that's a banger. But mm-hmm. it was on every uh, Sunday night baseball commercial for some yeah. reason. It was like mm-hmm. Ronald Acuna versus Mike Trout, and it's just playing that song in the background. It's like I don't get it. Or like on TikTok, like that one that goes, and let's skip to the good part, and it's like, yeah. uh, and then it does like or, some and whole Then they do like the, the my tiny symphony is yeah. And that, mm-hmm. So TikTok song that got ever played. Yeah, but that's a bang. It's a banger. It's not. It's still a banger. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, Pink's back with a song called Trustfall. I really enjoyed that. I hate Pink. You don't like Pink? I'd rather listen to Rascal Flatts than Pink. Wow. Her best song, her best song ever was a ripoff of another song from this, like, from uh, from a couple of decades ago. Every song rips off another song in some way, shape, or yeah, form. But imagine your best song ever being just like a remake of a song, like Rascal Flatts. Is that her best song? That's just just like Rascal Flatts. Her best song. I'm coming out, so you better get to spot it. That's not her song originally. Rascal Flatts. No, I know that. I know that. was not her song, their song originally either. What about Raise Your Glass? That song sucks. I didn't hate it. So raise your glass if you all in all the right ways. That's so bad. Just give me a reason. I hate that song more more than the other two. Just give me a reason. That song. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm about, I mean, I'm about I, to look up Pink songs right now. In the way she spells her name, ugh, with an exclamation point seven I. She's so cool. Wait, I'm about I'm about to look at this. Um. So what? So, so what? Yeah, make me. I just imagine a preteen girl with her fist pumping that song. And I'm not a preteen girl guy. I'm a 20 year Yeah, I man. guess you're kind of right here. <laughs> she's been making music since 2000. That's crazy. Yeah, she's been in the game forever. All right. Then the uh, jam of the week. I have uh, I'm Not Here to Make Friends by Sam Smith, Calvin Harris, and Jesse Reyes. That sounds good. Pretty good. That's pretty to good. It. It's like the Calvin Harris, like, you know, DJ beat, and then you throw Sam Smith vocals over it with, like, kind of a funky vibe to it. Give me a banger. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bang. 
Yeah. So right. uh, that's going to be the jam of the week for me. You can check that out on the Talk of Dirty Games playlist on Spotify as well as the podcast. But uh, with that, Ryan, take it away with the closing statements. Yeah. Shout out to everyone who listens each week. Uh, Especially when we're f- down bad like this. Tell a friend to tell a friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Dirty Sports. Oh, I also follow Ashling golf that's what it is that's how you say gbb's golfing out ashling okay okay yeah uh, every week we were posting top fives from uh for the next uh pga tournament of who we think is gonna make the top 10 mm-hmm. um so definitely go check that out we're presented by nobody this week um so i'm not gonna say any numbers unless you want to call and complain about unless you want to uh, call this random number and just tell them Bengals stink yeah four one two seven eight four one five seven seven and two james line of the week I don't think I did this before, but I also might have. So if I did, sorry, but I don't think I did. Uh, own my own weed. I don't even buy gas. Got my own bitch. I don't even buy ass. True. True. All right. See you guys. Peace out. In case you couldn't tell, I guess I'm doing well. This is just part of our survival. She said that I don't care. She swept back her hair I guess this isn't our revival The ocean view gets me every time I know I'm out of line But I know that it gets better Come on, show me a sign As we're dancing here In the perfect silent weather Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat
Zeit.